Uh, this is Nick. Uh, you're listening to the DU Football Show, Drunkard United. Of course, up the blades and fuck the owls. I, the owls can at least fucking score and yeah. don't give up. I mean, they're in 19th place in the championship, so not like, but they're not 20th. That's right. They also don't have a record-setting fucking horrible defense. Didn't the blades score? Oh, that's right, far. What a, yeah. That's for once, far. God is right. It wouldn't surprise you here. West Ham didn't score. Big shocker. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right day, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smoke of a lord. Look straight in shorts. Sam Grammy. Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, as bewildered and surprised as I am, my co-host, Mr. Samuel Graham. How you doing, buddy? Doing pretty well, man. How are you? I uh, hanging in there. Uh, we, we got we got hit with a doozy of a surprise today. Yeah, absolutely. we'll get on to that in a moment. You know? Absolutely, we will. And of course, on the ones and twos. Let's see if she remembers. Yes, she remembers. Uh, Producer Mel, how you doing, Producer Mel? I'm doing pretty good. We got some uh, Christian is in the chats. And uh, Christian ratted us out. Hey, Brody, you just missed them talking about you. (laughs) (laughs) Take that, you prick. We're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out wherever you get podcasts. Uh, And, of course, streaming live every single Monday night. You say shit wrong all the time, and I never fucking correct you. It's just funny, man. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Absolutely. It's at DU Football Show on all the social medias and Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Or as I have always, always been one to say, you can just get your ass in a plane, take a cross-country fucking flight to go to D.C. to watch a touring show, and then... Get somebody else to drive your happy asshole over to the studios, which is the case tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. International Man of Mystery, Johnny Benson. How you doing, John? I'm doing good. It's good to be here. Yeah. It's good to have you. Yes, we were uh, completely blindsided. I can't give her too much shit about the mute button because she fucking produced a guest. Oh, yeah. From across the fucking country. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, and both our friend, obviously, Nicole... And he were both comfortable getting in a car with a stranger <laughs> yep. and coming out here, which is how we've convinced people to do that is strange, but that's cool. Oh, yeah. And the, the, the next Mrs. Houston. You're not a stranger Houston. if you're part of the football That's show. true. Uh, so Everyone's then, a friend here. We've the, never met a stranger. You're you right. don't have to mute yourself yet. Uh, the uh, the next. The, the, uh, oh, yeah. The next Mrs. Houston. Uh, Nicole's here, too. Oh, hey, Cole. How's it going? Hi. How you doing? <laughs> you know, Villa fucked so hard, we decided to have an orgy. <laughs> this, this might be the first time we've had five people in the same room mm-hmm. i think that wasn't rotated like the whiskey show obviously everybody rotates in and out but have we ever done five sam my son both work in the wide spirit industry both have a deep passionate love for all things distilled spirits so is the red-blooded americans we are we've got to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show 
Whiskey Advocates list continues its run. Mr. Graham, what are we drinking tonight? We are drinking number 12. That is the Blue Run Trifecta. Comes in at 58.55% by volume. And quick math is 116, 117.1 mm-hmm. uh, on your proof there. Should run you around 180 bucks. I think this cost us about 200 so just over MSRP. Is that right? Roughly? Yeah, uh, that sounds about right. Because this is one that you picked up. Mm -hmm. Uh, At the helm for blue... Oh, I'm sorry. uh, Julia Higgins uh, from the Whiskey Advocate brings you your blurb this week. They rated it in uh, 94, by the way. At the helm for Blue Run Spirits Whiskey, uh, our whiskey director, Shaylin Gammon, and liquid advisor, Jim Rutledge, formerly Mm -hmm. of um, Four Uh, Roses. uh, Four Roses and uh, also does uh, Cream of Kentucky as well. Uh, who demonstrate their mastery with this blend of three Kentucky bourbons aged six, eight, and nine years. Oatmeal, raisin, cookie, and tropical aromas dominate the nose through dried pineapple. Uh, is soon overtaken by a cinnamon spice, vanilla bean, and grape jelly. The palate is rich with flavors of chocolate and espresso, then playful notes of raspberry syrup, flourless chocolate cake. They've used that description before. If there's no flour, <clears throat> is it cake? Yeah, it is. Steak, steakhouses love to give those away for free all the time when they're giving away desserts to people. It's always the flourish chocolate cake. It's always is. Huh. All right. More Anybody fruit and a good me? deal of <laughs> I'm heat not wrong. May, make for a tantalizing finish. This is um, honestly the first time I've ever had liquid to lips with anything that Blue Run makes. Same. Um, been around now for about two years, I want to say. Something like that, yeah. <clears throat> Uh, great looking package. The butterfly can be like different colors on the bottle, and mm-hmm. they have ones that are different wood finish and all that kind of stuff. Um, this feels like a fancier barrel to me. Like, yeah, those are three really good bourbons, and it drinks really well. I'm not overly blown away by it. I mean, it's so, it's, it's, it's it's good bourbon. It's, it's better good. with the cube. The cube's definitely opened oh, up the flavor oh, profile. Time. I We said just before coming on that I thought it was a bit flat and neat. To be honest, I didn't get a ton of flavor off of it. If if I just had it neat and read that description, I'd be like, fuck you, bro. Yeah. What are you tasting? <laughs> you know, I've got a decent enough palate, and I, I had none of that. Right. Um, but that cube has really opened it up, and it, it's it's actually pretty good i get a lot of chocolate up front mm-hmm. um and i i get more kind of almost cherry and raspberry over the middle almost like a cherry filled can like a chocolate candy wow. with that Got cherry in the middle yeah I'll give you that um over the mid palate i don't get a lot of uh you know I, I don't get a lot of some of the other things that they said those two flavors for me are the the more predominant ones um and it does finish with a little bit of spice a little bit of all spice it's pretty good I don't know that I'd pay $200 for it again, but it's it's a pretty good whiskey. Uh, for me, it was... Uh, I uh, Larry gave me friend, friend price, so it was more like a nice. buck fifty. Sweet. Um, good. It was, for me, th- my problem with overproof bourbons and something that I like so much about my brand in the bucket a quarter that was number five last year, mm-hmm. these overproof bourbons tend to be a little grippy on the back of the throat. Yeah. And the heat really kind of takes away from overall palate perception, right? Yep. And you think about people who do that very well, and there'll be yet another turkey master's keep on this list, because shocker, they make really fucking good well, shit. It was like that that single-barrel just... bull run that I brought, the port-finished uh, 15-year-old bourbon that Justin had. Yeah. 
was excellent. They, they balanced the heat in it very, very well, despite yeah. it being 127 proof or whatever it was. Right. Um, because you're right. If you don't, you know, people that just, you know, sit and drink won't know to let it rest on your tongue for a second. Give it the, the momentary yeah. burn off of the alcohol in your mouth to be able to allow those flavors to develop on your palate. They'll just drink it down and go, this is hot, I don't like it. So, you know, I've been now, it's been a good minute since the last time I took a sip, and I have that almost heartburn-like esophagus heat going on in yeah. the throat. And for me, it's just, that's not a desired effect of when you drink something overproofed. It should stay with you, but it shouldn't, like, stay with you like that. Like, and right. so... I, for me, eh, I mean, I'm, it, it does not inspire me to grab another bottle of Blue Run and no, off the and shelf. I don't think it should be as high as number twelve. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> there's there's a few we've I had already that, that I think is overblown. better. When we finish the list, we always kind of rearrange it into what we would do, mm-hmm. and I think this is a a, a bit over overshot at I, number 12 uh, fuck that Ezra books at 20 which was a $25 bottle was better, delightful opinion, and I this, think yeah. for flavor profile uh-huh. better than this fair it's uh it, this will be I'll try another blue run when somebody has it open, open and they're yep. pouring it or I'm at a guild and, meeting and, and, and they're there be, to pour and try like that's what I'll have it again but it's not gonna and again be that being said I it's actively, not a, it's not bad bourbon yeah. by any means <clears throat> but when you take into account value flavor profile heat all of these various components don't add up to a winning right thing well, for me. and and again remember we 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 say this all the time when we're talking about this list is the top 20 list it's top 20 for a fucking reason they are good mm-hmm. our job is to find out which dish didn't get enough salt like on top chef right like the job is to be a little picky and for me it's fine it, it's fine yeah it, it's it doesn't it doesn't blow my skirt up i <laughs> fucking uh the they don't make it anymore but the old american prairie bourbon that high west used yeah, to do yeah, yeah. i think was better right and it was 40 bucks on the shelf i hear you like big difference so yep. uh kids want to get your all uh opinions john what you think i'm with you on this one uh it's good but it's not great it's not great yeah yeah cool I agree with you about that heat lingering. Like, if they had balanced that a little better, this would probably be in my top five. Because on the front end, it tastes so much like one of those chocolate-covered cherry candies, you know? You you bite into it, and you get that little burst of cherry liquid, and you still got the chocolate roaming around in there. There's that jam jelly kind of component they were talking about. You get that sweetness, but it's it's, it's it's not not tart. It's, it's not no, tart. And it's not but it's, overly sweet either. Yeah. Right? It's perfect just in that yeah. beginning. But then a minute later, man, that heat hits you, and I can still feel it tingling, mm-hmm. tingling like in the back of my tongue there. Mm. It's just, it's not a pleasant. I, I have a feeling as the ice melts, it'll get better, but then that defeats the purpose of its mm-hmm. proof in the first fucking place. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it should be something, and I mean, I hate to go back to mine, but- that fucking cash drink does not drink like a buck and a quarter. It drinks like it's a hundred proof. Right. And it's soft and it's lovely. And there's a lot of heat up front, but it goes away so fast. And right. It, and it just, it's a nice, lovely, long, sweet finish. And that's what you 
That's what love is all about here in February. That's what love is all about. And I I agree with you there. I wish they had put the heat up front and got it, you know, you got to come with the heat and then got to let it slide and then make it all nice and smooth. No one cuddles prior to fucking. That's what the ladies (laughs) like, okay? Right. (laughs) Remember, gentlemen, this Valentine's Day, come with the heat. Yeah. (laughs) No one cuddles prior to fucking. It's always after. That's all I'm saying. 30 seconds of fucking fury. (laughs) You got all excited there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Mr. Graham, Well, that's all we've been doing for the last 15 years is kicking the can down the road anyway, right? (laughs) I'm on fire tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Doggy! Mr. Graham, what do we always need to do? Always remember to drink responsibly. There we go. We were talking about that in uh, Soundcheck a little bit as well for reasons. And it was interesting. You all will find out if you listen to it. <laughs> if you listen to Patreon, if you're a Patreon subscriber, Sam, how do you go about doing that? Oh, very simple, actually. It's patreon.com forward slash DU football show. Which share the love with us in the form of five fucking dollars a month. <laughs> <laughs> Are you are you impressed with like just what a good fucking whore he is? <laughs> On the spot too. <laughs> fucking off the dome piece. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. We open with a battle at the top and a battle for the M3. Both ended up being very one-sided for the home sides. Arsenal 3, Liverpool 1, Brighton 4, Palace 1. Graham, I'm going to try to really let this first game be yours because in recent history... This is a massive fucking win. This is and our third just, win in 24 attempts. And I think, you, and is you, what I read. And you just beat City earlier this season. Yep. And this feels bigger. Yeah, definitely. So this was a, a massive monkey off our back. Just like when we finally beat Manchester United, what was it last season? Right. Um, when when that that came up, this was huge. Something we haven't done for what seems like fucking ages. Yeah. Um, and it was a perfectly executed game plan. It was it was phenomenal. The midfield of Rice and Jorginho was brilliant because Jorginho is smart and calm and relaxed and reads the game very well, orchestrates very well. Mm-hmm. So he allowed Declan Rice to go on the hunt. Rice whenever, could just go crack a bitch. Whatever he needed to do. And Jorginho had that space covered and then also called Saka in to help him. Mm-hmm. Right, I need you here. Or call you know, Martinelli in for the other mm-hmm. side, you know, or Havertz, I need you to drop back. Was just able to orchestrate to close up those passing lanes. We completely dominated the midfield. Yeah. It was a completely one sided first half. Yeah. Surprised there wasn't more goals for you. And then even more surprised that you guys just had a complete lapse of uh of coherent thought on defense to give up that goal right well, at the end. <laughs> so there's multiple mistakes, but not to underestimate Luis Diaz's industry in that Oh, he just didn't also. give up. He was an he engine. He was working very, yeah. very hard. Um, actually, a couple of times this weekend in various games this happened, you know how um, defenders will try to hold somebody off or strikers will try to hold somebody mm-hmm. off? On more than one occasion, the easiest thing to do is just back up. And then they're off balance and they fall. And that's what Luis Diaz later that match (laughs) to one of the best center backs in the business. (laughs) Excuse me, you're absolutely right. But when you, it only works if they're applying pressure back to you. Right. Right. Because if the ass end falls out of you, just fall over. Right. And that's basically what Diaz did. He took a step back before he took a step over, and Saliba became (laughs) off balance. Um, But much like Virgil Van Dyke in in Martinelli's goal. Both of them should have dealt with the initial ball to begin with, just headed away. Right. And neither of them did. Right. Um, which is unfortunate. And then just the calamity 
of hitting Gabriel's hand as he spins to tur- turn and face. It goes in the own, uh, in our own net, obviously. It, it's just absolutely fucking weird shit. And at the time of the game, you, it's a gut punch, and you go, oh, fuck, because that put the wind in their sails. Off. Yeah, that put the wind in their sails, and then you, you just, as a supporter, having seen this play out over, like, 2-0 at Anfield last year, we were mm-hmm. up, ended up drawing 2-2 because we had a psychotic eight-minute stretch. Yeah. Well, and they came out in the second mm-hmm. half firing, which you knew they would. You knew right. Klopp was going to go. Absolutely, well, especially for real the, boys. The, come on, let's the, fucking start the playing manner football. In which it happened, absolutely. But it was, it was a, a comprehensive performance. We didn't let it get us down. We stayed together. We stayed focused. Stayed organized. We weathered that ten minute storm, and then we took it right back to them and controlled it again. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was it was it was a great fucking game. Martinelli was super aware, obviously pushing. You know, little nudge into uh, Van Dyke to get him off balance to put him into kind of Allison's path. Allison was unable to clear that ball, um, and then it, it just fell to his feet. He was able to tuck home, and then Trossard with a brilliant piece of, of you know, single single person um, industry to uh, round. I think it was Robertson. Nope, sorry, he's on the right side. Would have been Gomez at the time. Yeah, it was Alexander Gomez. Arnold was already off, um, and he was looking up the whole time to cut the ball back to somebody. Nobody was there. Yeah. Um, and just decided to have a go himself. Just hit it as hard as he could. It took a deflection off Van Dyke, but Allison still should have done better, seeing as it as it uh, nutmegged him. A couple of points here. You had already hinted at it a little bit. Jorginho was fucking brilliant. It was fantastic. He was the man was, of the match. He deserved it. Man deserved of the match. it. Absolutely deserved it. Now, do you feel like, um, you know, Jorginho is not the answer every game? It's got to be the right game, right? Yeah. And you can't put him out there and have him run that much. It's just not going to work well. Correct. So that and the other one, it finally feels like Kai Havertz might be understanding the Prem. He's starting to look like the guy from the Bundesliga. Yeah. This kind of havoc raising, not a striker, just behind the striker, but not really a nine, but the, I mean, not really a 10, but this just kind of weird well, he, hybrid thing he and, got Kanate sent off essentially yeah um yeah. the the wrestling back and forth i mean honestly if i was a neutral i'd be okay with a no call in that situation they were both grabbing at each other I, but because ooh, 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 what ooh, yes please I? it was the exact same foul Kanate did in the Merseyside derby mm-hmm. that he didn't get a yellow card for and then immediately got subbed off it yeah. was the exact same fucking foul. Yeah. Yeah. But that's fine. He did in this game. That's all I care about. I just... <laughs> fucking I'm, well done. I'm, I'm not going to be too... I'm not going to be too grumpy about it. I'm okay. It's but like... The, the second one's definitely a yellow. I mean, he blocked him off. He had a, a, a clear run in uh, behind, and he stopped a counterattack. Mm-hmm. It's a professional foul and a professional yellow card. Don't, don't give the referee a decision to make. Correct. Don't Absolutely give him right. the, the, the decision to make. Um, the post-match, I thought, was very fucking funny. <laughs> Uh, this, it was with the disrespect shown, yeah. um, which I'll come on to in our D back section at the end I, of the show. I just the almost brazenness of uh, like Van Dyke, and Van Dyke looked like a fucking clown on that second goal. Oh yeah, like a fucking clown. Now, res- and then just brush it off. Him. Well, I gotta take, I gotta take responsibility. Uh, no, for I mean credit to him. It. I mean, how many people have come in and been like, you know, I thought we were the better side in this. Edit. I mean, he did say it's my fault, it's my mistake. I need to take responsibility for it. And he didn't do the fucking Instagram apology, which I can't stay. I'm so sorry to the fan. I hate that. Yeah. That annoys the absolute piss out of me. He didn't do any of that. He just said, yeah, fucked up. we got to take responsibility for that. It happens. Yeah. Yeah, I should have dealt with it. But then he also just kind of blew off the game. Like, 
Yeah, they weren't really that. Yeah, great. yeah, yeah. Like, that's but for for the <clears throat> incident. That is his fault, and he did say that, and that's yeah. the, you know more power to him for that. But for the rest of the game, when he was not singing our praises, which he should have been, and doing the gentlemanly thing, mm-hmm. big surprise, the Dutch, yeah, weren't a gentleman. You know a lot about that, wouldn't you? <laughs> the way catching strays, baby. <laughs> um, the, he he was an Englishman, but it's just oh, he's just assume. living in Holland, wasn't it's, he? Yeah, just that's it's right. Safe to assume <laughs> he was just living in Holland, wasn't he? Damn it! Well, he picked up a lot from them while he was there, <laughs> because as they say, the Dutch, a literal people. <laughs> yeah, but no, it was it was great. You know, the whole the whole afternoon was lovely. I loved uh, seeing just everything about the entire the entire thing for us was brilliant. I loved it. Um, so you know. <laughs> oh wait! Liverpool finally got their first shot on target. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and only shot on target. The thing that for me this match was no different than Villa beating City. It was an utter and complete domination. Yeah, and the only reason why they got a goal was because you all fucked up, not because they did anything to to deserve create. It. Yeah, they didn't have a shot until damn near close to the end of the game because. They were never given the fucking chance to. Exactly. So, like, for me, Klopp should have done the exact same thing Pep did when after being interviewed after the Villa game, which was just like... They were just better than us. They were perfect. They were perfect. What am I supposed to do? They played perfect. He said one time they were uh, an amazing opponent. One time in the whole thing. And he just basically talked about how they missed... He was asked if they missed Mosala and... um, Yeah. Whoever else they're missing, Endo and, and he was whatever. Like, well, we miss we we always we miss always people. miss them. When whenever whenever they're gone, I mean, you know how good they are. That's why you're asking me the question. We miss them all the time. Whatever, man. Here's something that I want to bring up as an observation for that match. Uh, surprisingly uncharacteristic for uh, Liverpool. They essentially had a full blown melt- meltdown by the end of that game. Yeah, they were yelling at each other. There was, was awesome. a send off. Van Dyke, awesome. if they really wanted to look at it real hard on VAR, when he went over top, he definitely swung his head, foot and kicked kicked Havertz in the head. Yeah. If they really wanted to look at that, they really could have. And they that that VAR slow mo would have shown his fucking foot going right into Kai Havertz's head. If they really <laughs> wanted to see that, and it just looked like they had completely lost control. I don't remember a time under Klopp where that team has ever done that. Oh, well, you're welcome. Ever. Like, yeah, it was... Just... <clears throat> Glad we could provide all... Evertonians with such a welcome piece of all the Liverpool cre- history. All the credit goes to you guys. It was a, it was a fucking <laughs> brilliantly done game. And, well, now, here's the thing. It's now a three-team race. Yep. And not for nothing, you drew Liverpool in their building, you beat them in yours, you beat City in your building. Mm-hmm. They still got to play each other, mm-hmm. right? You we still, still get, have to play City again. Right. It's, arguably, it's at the Etihad, but... But they both still have to play Tottenham. You have to play Tottenham. Liverpool has to go to Villa, mm-hmm. which is not an easy task, mm-hmm. right? Now, City gets Villa in their building, which mm-hmm. should be better for them, but, like, you've put yourself in a damn good spot. You really have. Now it's just, like, don't fuck off against West Ham, honestly. Right, no shit. Don't fuck off against Fulham. Like, don't fuck off against teams you should fucking well, and, and, and that's exactly the difference, right? Um, Liverpool are always going to try to go at you, which they did, which means they leave some spaces exposed, which we exploited. Mm-hmm. The difference between us and City currently, right this second, and we'll come on to them, obviously, at the end of the show, because um, they played today. Right. 
they were able to break down that low block when you have been able to when Brentford played it when yeah. West Ham and Fulham did it we could not break down yeah, that low you block. could not break it down at all that right now is what's going to separate us if we, if we can't get over the line we have to figure out how to overcome that nine behind you know nine at the edge of the 18 that we haven't been able to figure out yet in the last two years right and that's going to be our key if we can figure that out we can go on a run similar to cities nobody will be able to stop us also not for nothing as we we're talking about liverpool's schedule i know we're at the bottom of the table and they're at the top of the table they got to come to goodison for the next derby mm-hmm. they've they could lose the league again at goodison park <laughs> i would fucking love that <laughs> <laughs> i would love that Especially- well if they don't if they don't win the league yeah you know, we're, it started at the Emirates. <laughs> heard, but we're going to take credit for it. That's how it's going to work out. <laughs> yeah, no, because y'all are glory whores. What a, <laughs> what a walk in the they park. They have to take what they can, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a hard year. What a walk in the park for the seagulls. In my way downtown, walking fast. I'm a seagull. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> it was out of complete dominance. This it game. was embarrassing. It was bad. How I, they kept cutting to Roy on the side. I felt so bad for it. It was like watching your grandfather be priced out by a younger man <laughs> <laughs> or a goddamn immigrant. <laughs> I felt so bad for him. I felt so bad for him. He looked, he looked for the first time to me, he looked old. Well, and like proper old. Well, and here's the thing like the first two goals were just wide the fuck open, way too easy. Yeah. Way, way too easy. And also both Brighton Academy graduates, which yep. is just extra sting. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, both of them boys are Brighton through and through. Hey, Obviously, Dun- Dunk's a bit older, but Dunks uh, came so, through Brighton. Yeah. Dunk's was so easy. Mm-hmm. So was Hinslewood's. Every both of them were fairly simple chances. fucking corner that goes to the back of the box just outside the six. You know who's going to be there. It's one of the fucking big backs. And you know they're going to be in the air. Defensively, even if you can't get up there with them, your job is to nudge them. Your job is to disrupt them. Your job is to make it. So he can't just do... It wasn't even a direct header. He did like a little loop right into the corner. Yeah. Everybody just went... Oh, oh, okay. Look at that. <laughs> there it goes. Look at that. Just, <laughs> happy little ball going in the goal. <laughs> <laughs> just like... It, and... And it just went from bad to worse. Like, we're going to get on to Elise, but Mark Gay went out. He left the, in the first half. He was just like, fuck, you were already minus Ducore. You've been, Eze and Elise have been eh, hit or miss the last. At best yep. for health. And then your captain and the anchor of your central defense. And it's not to say. I think Chris Richards will fill in just fine there, and Joachim Anderson is very good as well. It ain't your fucking captain. And when you are when you are in a bad fuck way, like, and they are now officially in, in a, a bad, bad fuck, fuck way. Fuck yeah, yeah. way like, well, I mean, that was just evidence at the end of the game. Joachim Anderson had to be pulled back from the fans. Yeah. You know, they're over there yelling at each other, <laughs> which I don't mind. A lot of people are like, oh, he's a professional. He should deal with it. That doesn't give you carte blanche to yell what the fuck you want from the stands. Right, right. I have no problem with that. Now, I have a problem with, like, Eric Cantona dropkicking somebody. Right. It shouldn't become physical. I have a problem with Ron Artest running up into the Detroit Pistons right. fucking stands and beating a fan up. Right. But I I don't have an issue with them going over and voicing their opinion. There's been a clip floating around of Kieran Trippier doing it, you know, with some of their fans. And... and some of those guys were apologetic right. after he was like, do you know the injuries we fucking have? 
you know, and all that kind of stuff. And they were like, oh, we, you know, we get it. Can we have your shirt? And he was like, fuck off. And he just <laughs> walked away. But so, like, I don't have a problem with Yakim Anderson going over there and having a pop at him because fuck mm-hmm. that. I mean, it's, it's a bit ridiculous. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. That's not to say that Palace's ownership, their front office, <coughs> all the way down to really Roy Hodgson as we come on to this Elise decision. Yeah. Um, everything seems to be a bit sour and not going in a great direction. You, so I, I worry for Roy's job, basically. I, I think he may be the next manager sacked. Uh, and yeah. the reason I say that is because to Palace going down would be, would be detrimental. You feel like they're going to lose Elise and Eze in the summer. Oh, absolutely, they do. They're going to lose. They're going to lose Gay. They're going to lose Anderson. They're going to lose a lot, a lot of, of people. people. And replacing that entire squad is not going to go well in the championship, I don't think. I'd imagine so I they think lose uh, Mitchell need, as well. They're probably going to need to replace him to get a little bit of a new manager bump and try to solidify their place in the Premier League. And I think that might cause them to pull the trigger. So at halftime, they bring Elise on. <coughs> he plays for exactly nine minutes before he pulls up with a hamstring, which was exactly the problem to begin with. He, now, we look at this and go, Roy, why are you putting him on the pitch? Why is he even on the fucking bench? Well, so why is he even on the fucking bench? I also think it's fucked up for somebody at the top, right? We, we've discussed this many times. You share the credit and you take the blame, right? You could tell somebody it's a desperate decision to begin with to put him on, right? Just coming back from injury, if he's even truly back, which seven nine minutes, whatever it was, well, and doesn't he, seem he, like he's actually back from injury, does he it? He picked up the knock in the midweek, and it's right. like just no, he's got the he's. It but doesn't Roy even matter the, if it's Darby; he's off. He's just not playing today. Roy in the post match just threw the medical. They told me he'd be fine. <laughs> just threw the medical people under the bus. <laughs> Turns out Fauci was right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like he was the soddery, opposite of that. Soddery, soddery. <laughs> he was the opposite of that. You know what I'm saying? Al- owls don't give a fuck. Owls <laughs> yeah. don't give a shit. They like honey badgers. Like, no, nah, fuck like, science. We're gonna put them on a bench. <laughs> what? It just didn't make sense, man. Uh, it was so. It was so really weird uh, to to do that and to make that decision. And, and given those circumstances, you're not gonna come back. He can't do it on his own anyway. No, you're three 0 down. Yeah, away. Yeah, Brighton famously quite good at home. Yeah, what are you? What are you gonna offer? What, what, what is going actually going to really happen? Offer? Yeah, it, it made no sense to risk him in that situation. And even if he was past fit, which seven nine minutes again, I don't think he really was fit. No. And then to just throw them under the bus, it, it basically hold your hands up and go, "I'm not responsible for this." And why the fuck is, you put him on is, the pitch? Is somebody is somebody under pressure? Under immense yeah. pressure? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, definitely. It's, an, it's sad. It's an old man backed into a corner that he should be on a farewell tour, and instead he's he's scraping to keep his job and yeah. clinging on, and it's, it's sad to see because he's a, a quality, excellent manager. Hey, he's one of the best of all time. Mm-hmm. He definitely, did, especially in and England. for what he did for what he did for English people abroad. I mean, English yeah. people have a terrible reputation, but they love him in fucking Sweden. They love him in Italy that you know yeah he's coached in all of these various places and 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 is a very well-traveled and learned uh, learned man yeah Jose speaks said se- he's our bo- seven fucking languages he's our boss yeah he's our boss like that's I mean, Roy's been around the game for ages obviously uh, you know he I mean he's ancient <laughs> but <laughs> it's you know this deserves to be a goodbye not a get the fuck out and it's turning very quickly into a get the fuck out so a final thought Palace to me starting to look a lot like fucking Lester of last mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. A lot, an awful lot like Lester of last year. The 
And even the less bu- fun, though. Because at least you have burning. The building's burning, and it's the, you know, we're good. The dog, everything's fine. Nothing to see here. We're good. We're, everything's okay. I'm like, keep that shit up. Yeah, but at least with you- Lester, you had Jamie Vardy on the corner drinking right. a pint of vodka. Right. <laughs> Smashing Red Bull cans yeah, on his it's head. It's like, at least it was fun. <laughs> this isn't even fun. And watching, like, Forrest at least has it together, <laughs> and the right guy is healthy. And then you also have, as, as well, you know, Everton is better than the record says, obviously because of the 10-point deduction. Like, and Luton ain't fucking going nowhere, uh, nobody. They're, they're, playing they're right ready now. to fight. Oh, yeah. So I think Burnley and Sheffield have already decided their fate, but Palace, fuck around and find out, man. Fuck around and find out. Yes, Mel, what do you got for us? Uh, the comments are a little bit behind, but back to uh, Roy. Uh, Brian, Greg Sideburns. Don't fuck with Uncle Roy. No, we don't want to, but it's not going well. Infamous Shore Billy. This is my favorite. This is what made us giggle. Roy is so old. How old, How old is, is he? he? He remembers playing with an inflated sheep's bladder. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Pretty fucking brilliant. Yeah, it is Sam for you? Does is this starting to feel like Lester of last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, like, I completely agree with that. You're absolutely right. Like I, 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 but I don't... it's it's more sad. It's it's more in a stark way. Like I said, at least Lester were fun, you know, and they had you know somewhat charismatic Brendan Rodgers. I mean, he's not exactly a stand-up comedian, but he's at least, he's got at least a little personality. <laughs> right. We're watching our grandfather fucking suck at his job. Yeah. And then the players don't seem to care. Like, it hurt. this hurts. Yeah. And I don't even like Palace. I don't like Brad either. Just want to slip that in there. What about uh, Jan? Meh. It's exactly what Jan deserves. <laughs> we had a massive amount of goals. That's it. Here we go. Let's talk about matches. Newcastle 4, Luton 4, Aston Villa 5, Sheffield 0, Wolverhampton 4, Chelsea 2. Mr. Graham, 45 total goals over a Premier League fixture weekend, the most in the history of the Premier League, which has been around since the 90s. I do not believe it is the most in the league's history, though. Probably not, because back in the 20s, people used to win 9-0 frequently. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Do... uh, so you you know sometimes like standard sponsored stuff will do like special charity weekends where they're sponsored by something else. Right. This is like the Barclays took a week off, and this weekend was sponsored by Oprah. You get a goal. You get a goal. You get a goal. Because yeah. of those forty five, there were only four multiple goal scorers. Mm-hmm. Right. One right. of them in this game, obviously, generic white man from the north, Sean Longstaff, who's giving Scott McTominay, other generic white man from the north, a run for his uh, for his money, <laughs> uh, with two goals in this game. You had uh, obviously the Cunha um, hat, hat trick. trick. You had uh, today's uh, Phil Foden, Foden hat yeah. trick, and then Garnacho had two in the Manchester United game. So that leaves. <laughs> 35 other goal scorers, because I don't think anyone no, else no, Richie doubled. with a brace. Oh, you're right. Richie did have a brace. Mm-hmm. So that takes it down to 33. So five people had multi-goal games, and then 33 different goal scorers across yeah. the league for the fucking rest of Fucking insanity. It's fucking brilliant. Absolutely insanity. And it was absolutely talk, awesome. want to talk about insanity, Newcastle Luton was fucking that crazy. That was wild. What a, both, what a fucking great game. For the neutral, this was excellent. Both had everything. Teams, both teams came back from two goal deficits. Yeah. <laughs> It was awesome. No, Luton did not. 
Yeah, Luton went up four to two, and uh, and no, then no, no, no. But Luton didn't come back from two. They they t- were down two nothing. They tied it. No, it, it was they were down two nothing, and they came back and made it two two. They went up four to two, and Newcastle came back and made it four uh, four. Both teams were down by two goals at one point. I don't think so. I think Luton tied it up. Uh, Shorebilly says Luton was down one, one twice. Nil. Oh, okay. I thought yeah, it was. Yeah, they were down one twice. Okay, I thought it was. They, no, they tied it up, and then nil. Sean Longstaff again. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. My apologies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My apologies. Um, but, I mean, talk about the roller coaster of emotion in a football match, right? Mm-hmm. So, if you said to Newcastle prior to the game, and you said to Luton prior to the game, give you a 4-4 draw here. Newcastle would be like, fuck you, I'm not doing that. Right. Luton bit your hand off for it. Right. Right? Then you go into the game, obviously. Newcastle takes the lead, peg back. Takes the lead again, peg back. Then go 4-2 down. Then they start to rethink that pregame offer. And then it's <laughs> deal or no deal. Right? And then Luton becomes disappointed because they blew a two-goal lead. Yeah. So then it's like, no, fuck you, I don't want that. Well, and especially... You know, I want to keep how we're going. Especially just, what going, a wild ride. Going into the game, you knew Everton got a draw at the death to then make them be out of the relegation zone. Mm-hmm. Then... You get the draw. You go up where you're over top of Forest now and sitting in 16th place. Right. Only to find yourself fall back to exactly where you were at the start of the weekend. Exactly. You're just like, fuck. It's, it's wild. Fuck it, it was su- but it was such a fun game. But the resilience from Newcastle, the belief that they showed to get back into it, because going 4-2 behind in, in the manner in which they did giving up a penalty yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff. It was a VAR penalty, too, I believe. Where, yeah, it was where a VAR penalty. The... Um, the contact began outside the box, but continued into the box. So they and almost gave like a they, it. they almost gave like a basketball esque continuation, if you will, um, and and awarded the penalty as a result of it. And it would be very easy to just fall within yourselves, let your shoulders drop, and go, "Oh fuck!" Right. But Kieran Trippier got it started. Didn't let them do that. That you know he he got a, a very good goal with his off foot. By the way, mm-hmm. um, it was a fantastic finish um, to get that third, uh, and then and really start that comeback. Well, and then, of course, part of that comeback is somebody making their comeback onto the uh, team is Harvey Barnes back from injury. What a great goal that was as well. I mean, And that was the other thing about this. All four goals were brilliant, or all eight goals, rather, uh, were brilliant, including the penalty. Right. Because the somehow the referee was not ready for the penalty to be taken, <laughs> and they had to retake the pen. And um, Dubravka was like, there's no way he's going to do the exact same thing. He did do the exact same thing, and it was worse than the first time, and he still put it away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Shaw Bradley says uh, he's watching on Twitch. Uh, an amazing match, and he's happy as fuck with a point. Yeah, you know? Yeah, but if, if I offered him that before the game, he'd have been like, nah. Right. I fancy our chances here, especially at home. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? We're at but home the, against Luton. We're going to get Exactly. Him. But that's the ebb and flow. Of a football match, you know that's what happens, you know, and and but Newcastle getting healthy at the right time. What they need to do is is refocus and figure out how to become solid again, right. because this season's defense has been shite mm-hmm. comparatively well, to, to, to what they were last season. Right. Yeah, last season they were. But just they've a got fortress. the same fucking players. Right. The only difference is Nick Pope's been out for two and a half uh, months. Also, Botman was out for a lot of the season Fair. as well, so they just got him back, and that that is a massive part. But of they that, they need to side. figure that out. I mean, Bobman played in this game. This is the most Newcastle's given up. Well, it's, he also just came back, too. Well, but I, I'll, listen, I'll, I'm, and, I'm not going to use the Elise excuse here. But. And sure, sure, Billy can uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, a lot of what I've been, a lot of what I've been seeing from 
the Newcastle groups that I'm in, you know, as as a fraud, where I just sneak into the groups and be like, yeah, well, the, well, Alan let me into the Baltimore one because it's me. He's my brother from another. But um, there's been a lot of uh, comments about, you know, Dan Byrne, you know, just getting worked on his side playing outside back and you know he's nine feet tall well yeah that's <laughs> yes yes because he, he can't exactly <clears throat> turn on a dime yeah and that that has hurt them a ton in matches particularly with faster players you know an aggressive player or a physical player he's he's able to manage because he's again nine feet tall but speedier players have been making him pay uh mel uh, he, he disagrees with you. He says against Luton, he would have taken the point because Luton knows Newcastle like Newcastle knows Villa. Oh, that's wow. a dig at you, not that's me. That's a dig at me. Oh, I'm aware it's a dig at me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That oh, is yeah. actually not taking a piss out of no. me. I'm just a conduit. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, and that's why he I'm, fucking I'm, knows I'm right. Oh, yeah. I know. I'm just, it's uh, just. He saw his chance and he tried to take it. Yep. Sorry, I'm not giving you my phone number. Yep. I mean, it's it's not. But well done for shooting your shot. I mean, what can I say? Villa just can't get hard for you guys. Uh, so, moving moving on, um, we're going to talk about Villa in a moment, but I want to start with this. Chris Wilder puts himself out there in the press. Now, we talk about when uh, coaches say something outlandish and when it's like Pep or Jurgen or Jose, you're like, ah, they're just deflecting the attention away from their team and they're this is what we're doing when somebody like chris wilder does it he gets heavily criticized for it when he is doing exactly the idea which is deflect the attention from my team and he made the remark that refs aren't giving us calls simply because if we're in the championship next year they don't have to ref us and he put himself out there for his team made himself look bad in the press for his team all 11 players collectively at the start of the match walked into the center circle, pulled down their shorts, and took a shit in the middle of the field because that's exactly what they think of him and it's apparently exactly what they think of their club. That was fucking pathetic. It was from one Sheffield. of the worst displays from a football club I've ever seen in my life. But what I will say also, um, those referees do jump between divisions to referee they, games. So they, they do. So they, they do. Will. Absolutely. Uh, but but again, the only reason why he's doing that, it's the deflection. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. He has put his neck on the line because Jose gets called colorful for doing that. Like, to yeah, quote no, Bull because, Durham, no, you could have fungus on your sa- shower shoes in the pros, and as long as you win 20 games, they'll call you colorful. Down here in the minors, you're fucking sloppy. Like, that's... like They call you something else at Millwall. Yeah. <laughs> but... He puts his neck on the line for the team, knowing they are in such a bad way, and they yeah, but just... But he, he doesn't do it in a fun way. That's the problem. Jurgen blames the wind. That's fun. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that's fun. Yeah. That's a good, that's yeah. hysterical. Because definitely, it gives us idiots something to fucking talk Jürgen about. Jurgen definitely he didn't actually, in a Chris Wilder, you can't just walk out and tell the truth. Like, that's not fun. That's why you get in trouble all the time. Um, did, did you hear about, he went to see them at halftime and a re, the linesman was trying to wolf down a sandwich. I'm mad I didn't find out about it before we recorded on Thursday. <laughs> but this happened midweek, apparently. He went to go complain to the linesman about something mid-match, like, during halftime, and went into the, the official's changing room to, to talk to the referees. And he was like, and I, I'm sat there, I'm trying to make my point, and he's just eating a sandwich. I found it extremely disrespectful. <laughs> Nobody needs to know the fucking details, mate. 
You know what I mean? Like, we, we don't need to know that. Blame the fucking gopher they let run loose on the pitch. Like, do something else. Do something fun. That's how you deflect. That's how you get the newspapers talking about you. Jurgen because flat you out just, said about an official one time, he's never played the game he doesn't know how to ref. So you can't say that those guys, it's not all about the win. They have criticized officials before. No, absolutely. A, but the, A the, manager they, at a higher club gets away with more than a manager at a lower club. Uh, and I think Wilder knew exactly what he was Arteta doing. paid his fine. Yeah, but again, he paid a fine. What he is trying to do is he's trying to do a last-ditch effort to save this fucking club. And he put his neck on the line. I'm not saying he's, and not, the, he's not wrong either. And the players fucked him. They fucked him. Yeah, they seriously just completely fucked him with the most lackluster, give a less of a shit fucking performance ever. Villa fucked, but it's also because... Sheffield laid on their back and held open their legs and said, pound away, big boy. Like, that is exactly what they... I mean, it was... It was the most pathetic display of a match I've ever seen, and we watched Southampton get beat twice, 9-0. to nil. There you go, Kenny, just for you. I was trying to work it into one of his comments as I couldn't figure out how to do it uh, on one of the Facebook posts. But the... Um, here's the other thing, too. I mean, in the sense that they, they haven't done themselves any favors either... Chris Wilder goes and gets a new goalkeeper during the January transfer window. Gets injured right away. Gets injured day one in training. Can't use him. Now, Fodderingham knows he's not number one. Yeah. He just went and replaced him. Now he's got to play. I don't think he gives a fuck because yeah. I think he was disrespected. Any chance that they had of staying up was on his shoulders this first part of the season, and his team let him down. He's made some fantastic saves. Mm -hmm. I don't think the problem was the goalkeeper. No, it's the fucking team. And then he asked to leave. Because they went and got somebody else, and Chris Wilder said, I'm sorry, you can't go. We need a backup. Yeah. Like, yeah. He just shot his confidence, kicked him to the curb, and then, oh shit, sorry, son, I need you. Huh. That doesn't help either. So I, I, that's not fun. Can't expect a keeper to make saves when the defense, when the defense just allows people literally to run just, right through. Literally yeah. just go. Please, by there you all go. Means. Right, go. No, exactly. Score. They they were a fucking bellhop instead of a doorman. The defense, and, it was terrible. And this they is, were just ushering people towards the goal. And this is taking nothing away from Villa. Villa looked good. Villa looked fantastic. No, they were actually. You still have to put the chances away. You still right. have to get yourself up for it because there's nothing worse as a competitor than when your opponent gives up. Yeah, because it's like, how do you stay focused? How do you stay focused? Like, how do you not fuck it off? It's also normally when you get fucking hurt. Right. It's normally when there's or, a red like, card. I'd rather juggle three times in the middle of the, the pitch and then pass back to my goalkeeper with my head from midfield. Right. Because I can, because you don't care. Right. Precisely. But they, they had to go out and do it, and they still went and did it. I mean, you know, much like um, uh, with Havertz's goal. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, not goal, I'm sorry. With his shot and then Saka finishing. It was a little fortuitous, that first goal. Um, unlucky for Ollie Watkins. Uh, but the, the manner in which it hit... The goalkeeper, it did well to, to come out and stop it, but just fell off the post right. And John McGinn was the first one to react to it, much like Allison made that save and Saka was the first one to react. It was almost a carbon copy of right. kind of what happened. What do you got for us, Mel? Oh, I hate quoting infamous Shore Billy, but <coughs> God damn it, if he's got some good lines. Um, and I actually agree with this. Uh, but Villa still only managed to get five uh, versus a team that said pound away, which we should have gotten more goals on that. Oh, yeah. But we did like dig into the differential um and he wanted to point out that they got eight during the snuggle with the struggle <laughs> so so what you're saying is that while a du football show may not have done five at a time villa did 
What I, the, <laughs> the other thing I will say is... Um, Five Vel- at a time, show title. Villa <laughs> is one of the oldest teams in the league system, period, in England. And when you reach a certain age... Can only manage so much. <laughs> yeah, but that little blue pill keeps it hard for hours. Yeah. Um, again, Villa Villa did the job they needed to do. They moved themselves back into fourth place because the minute you have any confidence in Spurs, they will figure out a way to fuck it off. Um, which is exactly what they did uh, at, at Goodison. That will I mean, get the, on to the next segment. The ninety seconds. Short of being five nil up at halftime. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pitiful. Yeah, it was. It, and again, it, how do you get yourself up for? How do you continue to motivate yourself to go forward the rest of the game? Here's like it, here's the pitiful stat. I, I can't even. I can't. It's it, terrible. It, here's the pitiful stat on Blades. They have ten points. They had the same amount of points that Everton lost. Yeah, that we've had ducked from us. Right, and it's it's official. Also, through this stage of the season, they are the worst defense. Ever. That's exactly what I was about to mention. And it's funny because the worst they can do, if they don't win another game or draw another game this entire season, they will have the same amount of points that the worst club ever, Derby County, had in the Premier League. They're likely going to find some points somewhere. You will accidentally fall into four points before the season is over. I don't know they will. But the defense... Is so that's why I don't know if they will. To and, be honest with you, and if honestly, if they will likely fire Wilder before the end Again, of the season and go to a third coach. I think it was a mistake to bring him back in the first place. But honestly, if I was Chris Wilder after this, I'd quit on today, Monday. I would have just gone, "Fuck it, buy me out of my contract." They don't want to play. I don't want to fucking coach. No, fuck, him. I don't need the money. Fuck you. I'm done. I'm you gone. know what he could have done? He could have beat Neil Warnock up to Aberdeen. Because yeah. you know who's getting unveiled as Aberdeen manager? <laughs> Neil, Neil War- the Warlock Warnock. Yes! Get in, son! Wow. And that could have been Chris Wilder's job. Uh, uh, the, uh, there's one problem. <laughs> it, 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 I would have much preferred it to be uh, Inverness. Because yeah. then the lock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair. The, the, the warlock over the... the over the... Oh, yeah. That the messy swimming down below. Oh, the the other thing been... um, about that, though, there was a player once. This is pretty funny. Uh, there was a player once that said, in, um, Aberdeen is the only place in the world where the seagulls don't land. <laughs> because it's so cold that if they did, they'd never be able to get off the ground again. They'd just freeze. <laughs> and famously, Neil Warnock loves living in Cornwall, which is on the south coast of England. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> and nice and relatively temperate. Keeping it going, Wolves, Cunha with the hat trick, despite the fact that Chelsea actually went up first. Yeah, another uh, cold Palmer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why this is the celebration. Yeah, but he's is cold, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, another one of those, and then Chelsea just fell the fuck apart. And uh, now, granted, Wolves were a bit fortunate; a couple of deflected goals uh, from Cunha as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I thought Pedro Neto was excellent. I thought uh, most of the Wolves team was excellent, to be honest with you. Uh, eight Norris goal. This is what I want to bring to the table because Chelsea's boring to talk about. Mm-hmm. What? was that celebration where he looked like he was trying to play swords with Pedro Neto. Uh-huh, you know. That was weird. Oh. Uh-huh. Forehead to forehead, and then he very obviously thrusts his hips forward. <laughs> yeah. 
and try to sword tang- fight. Tangle tips. <laughs> Crossing streams. That was weird. What are you doing? <laughs> Fiddlesticks. <laughs> Fiddlesticks. Mel, write it down. <laughs> it's no longer five. It's Fiddlesticks. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Mateus Nunez, that's how you do a post-match interview, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's just a lady. Mateus Cunian. Or Cunha. Yeah. What did I say? Nunez? Cu- yeah. yeah. He's the one that left Wolves for City, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, Cunha. It was it was excellent. That that uh, post-match <laughs> interview he had, he was just elated. He was like, you know, I did it for my family. I did, you know, everybody that's ever helped me to get to here. Only the fourth player that scored a hat-trick uh, as an away player at Stanford Bridge. Really? You know, two of uh, the other ones are? I gotta assume Terry. No. No, no, no. Away players. Oh, okay. No, no. Terry Henry, I assume. Oh, no. Uh-uh, actually. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Robin and Percy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nwak no Kanu. Okay. Very good. That was that famous, it's on every goal compilation for the Premier League, mm-hmm. where he's essentially on the end line and still bends it in. <sighs> that was his third. Nice. Kanu, the Nigerian master. <clears throat> Loved him. He was so good. Yeah. He's no so yak. Cool. Feed the yak and he will That's score. Right. <laughs> we love us some yak. <laughs> the uh, We do have to talk about Chelsea here a little bit uh, in the regards of, uh, like, Cansado gets subbed out, looks dejected, honestly, looks completely defeated. I mean, you saw the two sides of that coin. Mm-hmm. Perfectly weighted ball for the, for the first goal. And then 20 <laughs> seconds later, two minutes later, whatever it was, dallied on the ball for so long, they just got to take it off of him and... Wolves march right down. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was his fault. That oh, second yeah. goal Absolutely. was his fault. 100%. He completely put his team under the cosh. And and this is what you get. I mean, he, he, granted, he's only, what, 22, 23, whatever he mm-hmm. is. But you spend that that base of midfield costs 200 million pounds. Yeah. It's here. Here's kind of the thing. They're, they're in the midst of the, quote, rebuild. But it doesn't feel like they're really actually fucking building anything. No. And... Especially this performance coming off of the the winter, the pseudo winter break, yeah. you've had a ton of time to work with the players. It, it didn't get any better. Yeah, you know, um, Todd Bowley. Uh, so I, I, many of you don't know this. I used to work for UPS. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a, uh, a, a you know seasonal uh, route driving uh, for them, and the union wanted to hire us, but management held us off. You know, fucking scabs. Anyway, the. Um, I could have been making $36 an hour as a 21-year-old. It would have been great. Yeah, it would have been fabulous. But, uh, you would have pissed all that money away. Oh, easily. But I was union, so I could do whatever I want. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but they uh, would have been union, so I mm-hmm. could have done whatever I wanted. Um, you know, communism. <coughs> uh, anyway, the... the um, <laughs> That's pretty good, wasn't it? <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> um, but there was this particular woman on my route uh, I had um, that lived in Silver Spring. My route was Silver Spring. Uh, there was this particular lady that was addicted to the Home Shopping Network. And Todd Bowley is the football version of that woman. <laughs> Seven, eight packages a day. Yep. Players. Yep. Uh, way overpriced. Ultimately, it's just shit. Yeah. Yeah. It really just is. just buying shit. And, and for Chelsea, particularly at this point, like, that's the team directly around you in the table. Mm-hmm. They walked into your building. I told you to go fuck yourself. And they kicked your ass, man. They they smacked you in the face. I I mean, if it wasn't for fucking Sheffield being so miserable and such a pathetic performance, 
this would be the team we're talking about. It's completely folded. <clears throat> I did, what what's amazing to me is yes, they're young and all these players they bought are you know we're still trying to gel, still trying to blah, 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 all that bullshit. They have thirty nine year old, very decorated, very respected, commanding Tiago Silva there, and he can't even fucking figure it out. Yeah, these are these kids would have had his poster on their wall, mm-hmm. and they don't even respect the people that are around enough to fucking stop Mateus Cunha from scoring. And now the rumblings are didn't bring to the game not just the basics of football i believe the basics of life you know it sucks for some clubs mm -hmm. is what's good for us isn't necessarily good for your club <laughs> put it straight my veins <laughs> side them up like we say in portugal bread is bread and cheese is cheese and this is fucking brilliant <laughs> Rounding out the rest of the league in not so. Oh, so that happened. <laughs> Everton 2, Tottenham 2, Burnley 2, Fulham 2, Bournemouth 1, Forest 1, United 3, West Ham 0, Manchester City 3, Brentford 1. Mr. Graham, if uh, somebody hadn't said on uh, injury time, uh, you know what? Tottenham loves to fuck it off at Goodison. I see a draw here. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be me. I, I said that. You just did. want to remind you of that. You did. You're I right. That. You're right, and I included that in my <coughs> in my bet slip here. Yeah. In my losing yeah. bet slip. Yeah, no problem. You should probably um, listen to me. But you know what? I am you going listen to listen to me your whole fucking life. I am yeah. giving you sage like advice your don't, entire life. Don't bring it up. <laughs> don't bring up that one particular time. <laughs> yeah, but Sam, <laughs> that was your counter to it. I'm not going to finish what you said, but you went, yeah, but Sam, she's moving. <laughs> don't do it. Don't bring it up. Um, you know what? Out of respect. I'm going to let you two, Neto and Aunt, Aunt Nori, uh, and I'm <laughs> going to sit this one out. You two uh, just wank each other off for a minute. <laughs> I, I, I think one of the big things, of course, you're going to talk about right off, you talk about right off the bat is uh, Richie's brace. Um, he's gotten real hot, and he's scoring good fucking goals. Both of those goals were well thought out, put himself into good positions, especially that first one most strikers would just kind of run at goal and he did this like kind of little step off thing and just mm -hmm. put himself in that blank space right at the penalty and it was the easiest ball in the world to put in the net like all he had to do was put himself in the right space and that second ball I mean <clears throat> James Madison I mean just the daftest little fucking touch and puts that away and it was I, also as a supporter he respect the fact that he didn't celebrate like he was classy about it and even on the second one he just kind of put his shirt over his face almost like fuck <laughs> I'm sorry guys I did it again and you're like it's a brilliant fucking hey, goal Rich. It. Yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah. oops they did it again <laughs> kind of hard to be bitter at both of those goals they were pretty fucking great weren't they John yeah man that uh that first goal is what I've been had hoped to see him finish the last three years fucking like it was that was such control and such perfect. That's a perfect strike. Like it's, it doesn't get much better than that. Uh, and then, as far as the celebrating, I did enjoy it. The first goal, he kind of ran off like I'm gonna go slide on my knees, and then he went, "Oh shit!" I actually forgot where I am. <laughs> gotta I gotta stop. Gotta stop. Gotta stop. Gotta be cool. You know. Yeah. Uh, very happy for him. Not so great for us. But. Yeah, precisely. Now, um, Mr. Graham, you are a poker player, and John, you are also a poker player. 
A varying um, degrees of success. So, <laughs> Vicario. I love that you just compared Joe's poker career. Yeah, right? He's uh, played at, at fucking the World Series, one of the events. Yeah. I play with Dave on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> um, no disrespect to our boy Dave. You know, it's a decent quality in that group, however. Yeah, just send the invite over yeah. whenever you're ready. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to have a chance of keeping my money. So, no. So, the... All the money John gives us, just going to give right back to him. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> and where he lives, it'd be six in the afternoon. He'd be fine. <laughs> he wouldn't be drunk yet. That's not even fair. Sean Dyche obviously watched the film and saw the... Manchester City FA Cup match where Vicario got pushed off the ball on a corner kick and they scored to mm -hmm. win the match. And he had decided, we have a game plan. We are going to fuck with Vicario. And then uh, what I was getting to, the thought process of a poker player, um, what Vicario did that entire game is what poker players like to call a fucking tell. That was the biggest tell. Like, yeah. okay, just get his fucking way. He does not want to fuck around with it. He wants zero part of you fucking with his personal space at all. Yeah, and he, it worked. And it worked. Well, he he's been very. Mm, he started to take to the shithousery a little bit mm -hmm. because on Thursday, which I didn't hear about till after we recorded, of course, which is annoying. The bust up at the end of the game between Brentford and Tottenham, where Ivan Tony was having a go at Vicario. Uh -huh. Vicario looked at him and said, "Is there what kind of walking off the field? Bet you didn't bet on that result, did you?" <laughs> <laughs> when they won three two, I think it was. Oh shit! So like, if you're gonna fucking dish it out though, take it. Don't yeah. be a bitch. <laughs> Don't be a fucking bitch. And he be able to take the shit. The amount of abuse I get in these comments is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I'm, you don't see me sitting here complaining. Every single team in the Premier League, take note, put two people around him on every single corner. And in the second half, he started to get some. But the reason why he was getting some is because Everton started to change their formations and mm -hmm. pull people yeah. because they knew... They were in his fucking dome. Oh, yeah. They knew it, man. They knew they were running around up there fucking mm -hmm. rent-free. And and it was... Would have been nice to see Dom get credited with the goal, but Dom headed it off of Jack uh, Harrison. Harrison. Yeah. So Dom doesn't get the goal. But you kind of feel like that might have broken the duck for him in a way. You feel like he got yeah. himself there. Like he was right at the finish line it, with it. It goes in if Harrison's not there. So it's as far as he's concerned. It, it, it's, it's very similar actually to <laughs> Sinistera and um, at Bournemouth. Yeah. With um, yeah, the, uh, Clivert. Yeah, the ball was going, ball was the going in. Clivert just knocked it, it in. It just knocked end. it. Yeah, just finished the job. I mean, when Clivert touched it, it was halfway over the line. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, same kind of thing. And Clivert even apologized for it. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it, yeah, it was, you're absolutely right. Um, I think Dom will take a lot of confidence from that. Even though, I mean, it came in him quick. He had to adjust his body and, and yeah. get the header down. But, I mean, it really, honestly, is one of the simplest of headers he'll ever oh, score. He oh was God, like two yeah. feet but, out, maybe. But, again, we've been talking about him being cold lately. That's oh, yeah. exactly what you and fucking it, You can need. score with your like, fucking nutsack backwards. Need. And as long as you're a striker and put the ball in the back of the net, it breeds confidence. I've been saying for the last couple of weeks he was going to score with his dick. Like, that's how he was going to finally break the death duck was by scoring <laughs> with his dick. More, more likely than with his feet. Yeah. He, he should have just... played fiddlesticks. <laughs> <laughs> his dick would have been prepared. 
breaking the duck by scoring with his dick. Yeah. I heard that correctly? Yeah, you heard that correctly. That can't be a show title, though, unfortunately, but fiddlesticks can be, and everybody will know what that means. You know what breaking a dick with your duck is? What? It could be a meme. (laughs) Taylor Christian. Taylor Christian, just go get him. See See what Houston's doing with some poultry this weekend. I didn't see the picture, but I... Waterfowls. I was going to say, I haven't oh, seen the picture, but I've already... Fuck I, off. I was, I was going to say, I know we've already gotten Piper Perry. Like, I haven't seen the photo directly, but I know Piper Perry has happened. You we didn't even sense say, oh, I did, I did say that. <laughs> yeah. Didn't I? You yeah. could have sensed that Piper Perry was going to happen. Shit. Um, and then, of course, the second half really got kind of ugly. Honestly, it, it got a little got a little sloppy, a little chippy. I'm amazed that they uh, decided to give Ben White a yellow card for stalling in your match because they apparently the PGMOL has decided to ditch that rule now because anybody who takes their time on anything else they most don't, of the time, yeah, right. It was like it was like the um, contact in the box. If you initiate the foul, looking for a foul, they were giving out a yellow card. They did that for about the first five matches of the year, and then they stop. Or the if you surround the ref, you're getting a yellow card. They did that for about the first five matches of the year, and then they stopped. Same thing has happened with this fucking delay of game bullshit. And it was like, for Spurs, why aren't you going for the win? You mm-hmm. are the better team right now. Everton's causing you problems. They're making it ugly, which is exactly what I expected Everton to do. But, like, why aren't you going for the win? And then the subs that Ange ends up making are all defensive, getting all the attacking players off the pitch. Like, well, like put that, you're trying to survive the one goal lead. He put that John Lennon looking dude on. <laughs> yeah. Brian. <laughs> yep. I don't know his last name. He wears Brian on the back yeah, of his shirt. He, I think it's like Brian Hill. He's yeah. like the most generic name ever. And you go, no, I'm Brazilian. I'm Brian. <laughs> like, Brian Hill. No, Brian. I'm B with a Y. With a, Brian with a He's, Y. Make a wrestling reference. He runs out of the field and goes, RVT. <laughs> yeah. He just starts pointing at himself. He's <laughs> just fucking ridiculous. I mean, just put him walking across a crosswalk and call it a day because he looks like one of the Beatles. <laughs> he looks like a stunt double from the movie. He's and, the one that actually did the drugs in the movie. Yeah. When they had the drug scenes, right? He sat there and took the drugs, and then they filmed that, and then carted his high ass off, and then Paul McCartney was there writing the song. Like, it was, you know what I'm saying? The so just just for me, if this is a team that last week when they moved into fourth place, everybody was gushing over and going, "Are they in the title?" Because hey, they love. They Ange. showed you exactly why they're not in the because title. Because they fight. love Ange. Like they That's showed why you. everybody's gushing over them. They love Ange. They came right back and showed you exactly why they're not in the fucking title discussion. Right. They're in the discussion for Champions League. I really think, and mm-hmm. and they've got guys with and Villa's going to pip them to it. With, I think when they get when they get Son back and they get Basuma back, that's big fucking pieces to that team, and they're really in in about an individual port and in, uh, performance. Vanderven was fucking ridiculous. The uh, amount of times he, he ran down on, players, uh, Jack Harrison. Just and he did that. Jack Harrison's rapid, and he did that four or five times. Like he had a massive game, and then and then to just watch it. I mean, good on us. We were putting the pressure on. We had established what we were going to do, which Mm -hmm. was fuck with Vicario. So none of us should be surprised that we bundled one over the line at the end. Like, yeah, of course we did. Of course we fucking did, because you let us. In fact, you fucking dared us to. I like I like uh, Branthwaite. I mean, you saw what it meant to him. Yeah. It was uh, what a uh, just raw emotion celebration. It was brilliant. 
Yeah, it was everything about it. Fucking incredible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Great great to see him get a goal because he's been one of the bright spots for Everton, I think, this year. On Absolutely. The oh, God, yeah. God, yeah. yeah it, if anybody on the field deserved a goal yeah. with him, he, yeah. he was fucking, he played his, he's played his dick off that, in, in that game. And uh, one last thought, because we've talked about this game for an OSO match way, way longer than long. we should, yeah. uh, is would it surprise any of you to hear that Adrissa Gay is really fucking good at what he does, and he's really kind of important to this team. For all the people that want to shit on him all the time, it's like, that game is exactly why you have that guy. He he was <laughs> as effective as fucking uh, Declan Rice was yeah. at just hoovering up counterattacks. Just just hoovering up counterattacks. Any any ball, if it was a millimeter <laughs> off, Adrissa Gay was on onto it. And, and, and the broke up that of, play fucking brilliantly. The amount of tackles he had in the game. I think he had nine fucking tackles in the game. Mm -hmm. He's just fucking everywhere. He yeah. just beat the shit out of their midfield. And it's just the I, I I'm sure I'm sure you've heard it from like the different podcasts and, and Everson supporters say all they want to do is talk about the fuck up he had against Arsenal. Mm -hmm. Like and how he's the worst player ever. And it's like he's exceptional at what he does. And I love Onana and Garner, and they could be the future. I think Onana gets sold. But you need a no-nonsense, fuck-around veteran. Like, not good, like I'm going to hurt somebody. I'm going to win every ball. Mm -hmm. That's exactly the guy Adrissa Gay is. It's just what he is. And you can tell they are a completely different team with that guy on the pitch. Mm -hmm. Absolutely yeah, every absolutely. single time. He's, he's completely part of the spine. Yeah. yeah. In, in that same vein, Decoria is greatly missed. Oh, my like, God, yes. 100%. Completely oh, different. He could have choked Vicario, would have yeah. gone over great, I'm sure. <laughs> the, the other thing, in terms of Idrissa Gay and naysayers, he is a little bit older now, obviously, so maybe he's lost, lost half a step or something. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Y'all watch them much closer than I do, of course. But I, you know, this is like some of the, you know, we talk about Portsmouth every so often, mm -hmm. um, and I don't know how many players have gone from Portsmouth to Real Madrid, but we know of two, <laughs> and it happened in our lifetime right. that we've been following fucking football. Right. I'm not sure how many times Everton has done business with PSG, <clears throat> especially post uh, Qatari investment. Right. But remember, that's who bought him. There right. was no intermediary. That's who bought him. That's who identified that talent and bought him. Now, ultimately, they didn't use him in the correct way. I think it was Pochettino. Mm -hmm. Actually, was the manager at the time, which Chelsea should have known. Mm -hmm. But again, Todd Bowley is that lady from Silver Spring ordering <laughs> off of QVC. All the, you you got to have it. Be buying! <laughs> like, you have yeah. to have it. Um, but <laughs> it's like the... Uh, Progressive commercial is, is my name on TV. Is my is my voice on TV right now? <laughs> <laughs> Just buying shit so you can talk to the people online or uh, on on television. But the so like that's how good he was. He went to one of the most elite clubs in Europe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you can't like you can't knock that. Just because he may have lost half a step. He's still a quality fucking footballer, and by my estimation, his his game at the weekend was. Brilliant and on par with some of the best. And in that midfield, y'all aren't particularly good this season. Yeah. He has a lot of fucking work to do. Yeah. And he hasn't had Onana for stretches. Yeah. And he's having to do it all himself. Yeah. And to level any criticism at that man, I think is unfair personally. And yeah. that's the position I fucking played. Yeah. As well. It is a bit of a no glory. Oh, it's the thankless job. It's the most thankless job. But for ever. somebody to criticize him, I think is fucked up. Yeah. Now, don't thank him. We don't need your thanks. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But don't fucking criticize him. Right. He does a goddamn good job. One last thing with this and then move on to the next game is the year Lester won the title, Kanate led in passes and controls and least amount of takeaways, like every statistic that meant something in the Conte. middle of the... Uh, Conte, sorry. Conte, yeah. Conte led every single statistic in the middle of the park that a midfielder could fucking have, right? Who was second to him in every single statistic? Adrissa Gay uh, yeah. at Villa when Villa went down. Like a team that was getting mm -hmm. relegated. He was number two in all of those Behind the guy yeah. that won the fucking league yep. in every set. Not, not any of the big six guys. He was number two. Like, hey, stop shitting on him. He's uh, a hell of a at, fucking player. At that, at that time. He's also been Senegal's captain forever for a fucking reason. Like, the guy might know how to play football. At that time, for us, I think that position was being filled by Granite Xhaka, and he would have been second in every statistical category, except he got sent off every other game. So <laughs> he wasn't on the field for a third of the season. Uh, we were talking about Fulham and how they've been having a hard time scoring goals. You get a two-goal lead. And we've also talked about how sound they are defensively. And they fucked it off, man. And what I want to know, uh, from a goalkeeper's perspective, is what the fuck Bert Leno was doing. Just Did Jesus. he think he was a bird? Yeah. <laughs> there was no fucking way he could get to that ball. Why are you even attempting to just, take a step off your line? Just stay home. Stay home, you save it. Stay home, you save it. I mean, what, did he not notice until he took three steps and, oh, that's six feet over my head? Yeah. Oh, whoop. Oh, look at that. <laughs> I don't know the percentage of soccer players that can dunk. Another, another happy basketball. little... Another little happy little... <laughs> but ball. even if he could, he wouldn't have fucking got to that. <laughs> yeah. What is he doing? Yeah, Fulham, thanks for your business. We appreciate the $17 million. Clearly he had a Red Bull and just thought <laughs> yeah, the commercial was true. He had wings. Yeah. No, no, only they didn't even Vardy flap at it, though. They didn't even try. Even I was like, whoops. <laughs> I, and unfortunately, unfortunately, here's the really the the kind of the truth that can be said about Burnley. Great, you won't be the worst team in the league this year. Yeah, there's <laughs> shit though. You'll be the second worst, but you you for, fortunately for you, you there's Sheffield, and Sheffield's just that fucking god awful. You know what the worst part about this is? Which makes it even funnier in full circle, which I, we love a closure, a piece of closure around here, mm -hmm. right? Love a full circle moment. Chelsea lost 4-2. to two. Fafana scored the two goals for Burnley. Mm -hmm. So if Burnley didn't have him, they would have lost 2-0, yeah. essentially, right? If we're going to just go down to the ledger. He's on loan from Chelsea. <laughs> yep. Because yes. they got too many guys. They could have also had a 4-4 draw. <laughs> But they didn't because they loaned this gun out. They load, yep, they loaded him out. Um, also, have uh, uh, remember I told you about um, one of my Korean store owners and the fun, like, kind of quirky uh, thing I noticed about immigrant families sometimes when the ladies step off the boat at that time, mm -hmm. they that's the style that they stick with, right? Right. And I just happened to notice it because this particular store owner's wife looks like an 80s glamour model. Okay. <laughs> right? It just still. And I've seen her in person recently. Floral button-down shirt, spandex. <laughs> it's like, wow, you're out of 1987. Glamour shots. Exactly, 100%. It's brilliant, right? Um, I am also here for, and I noticed this during, remember Men of Honor? Mm -hmm. The movie uh, with Cuba Gooding Jr.? 
Um, I don't know what it is, but I think he was about 28, 29 when he made that movie. But black men with a mustache mm-hmm. instantly ages you 10 years. Right. Black don't crack. Right. But if you only have a mustache, you look 10 years older. Heard. Don't know why. Got you it. just do. <laughs> Fafana, I think, is about 26, looked 42 years old. <laughs> just has the mustache. Brilliant. It's fucking brilliant. I'm here for it. Fucking it's fucking brilliant. It's so good. Uh, we already talked about Clybert kind of stealing away the goal there uh, and yeah. get that early lead. Uh, it's just so weird how many mirrored things happened this week also. Yeah, yeah. You know, like we, so. we talked about the begin and the, the um, Osaka goal yeah. with the, the save being made and then them just reacting first to the situation. Um, and then here you had exactly, you know, the same thing with the goal being stolen. It, right. was, it was very strange. And Forrest figure out a way, and this is actually a real good point for them because... At the Vitality, the cherries are fucking good. They're yeah. real good. I mean, it was a moment of brilliance from Hudson and Joy. That was fantastic. Oh, a gorgeous shot. Fantastic Jesus. goal. Not even just the goal, how he got the ball, made the move across, found the He did very well to room. keep the ball in that situation. All, Absolutely all right. Yeah, it yeah. was perfectly executed. You know, we talk about side. like a goalkeeper making themselves big, quote unquote. That ball was bouncing between two players. More often than not, the defender comes off with that. Yeah. Um, but he made himself big enough that... Uh, the defender's touch could not get around him and actually d- the defender took himself out of the play in doing so gave a little drop of the shoulder the next defender that was stepping up was left in his wake and then just to dig it out from under his, his body in the way that he did and find that corner was absolutely fantastic yeah and that's uh, the, that's what we saw at Chelsea that we thought he's going to be the next way that's why he got called up for England and that's yeah. what we haven't seen from him in in probably two years now and he's he's finding his feet and it, it, it's it's great and for me results like this is what's going to keep Forrest up again yeah I, I think in and you got a Wonyi back which is massive and you got a Longa back which is massive feel like when you look at all the teams down and around there I think Forrest and Everton are kind of level they're kind of the same mm-hmm. side but they're both I think better than Palace and yep and at the I rate, do really worry for Palace, man. And and Fulham, the, I think the defense is strong enough, but they're not scoring goals. So I still think like Everton and pa- uh, Everton and Forest can figure out ways to get wins. And again, well, Wonyi's back now as well, <clears throat> uh, which is right. huge for them. And Luton, I don't feel like Luton's going anywhere. I do think Luton could ultimately be the team that goes down because you just are asking so much of them. But there's a club of, of those three clubs that came up, and even <laughs> mentioning Palace, mentioning yeah. Forest to an extent over the last say sixty days or so. Yeah, Luton are playing better football than both of those clubs. Yeah, they're getting yeah. more results than both of those clubs. Yeah, so I, I look at all those and teams we did mention the... Adebayo scored again. Mm-hmm. Fucking absolutely, just on fire. Yep, on absolute fire. That kid. Look, looking at how that all is kind of grouping up, it's like you really start to fear for fucking Palace because you watch what. You know, Everton gutsy draw on the mm. at home against the top six side, and then you know, Forest a gutsy win and a very hard, I mean, a gutsy draw and a very hard building to get a draw. You know, Fulham at least the defense is there, right? And the same thing applies to good uh, to, to Everton that they also don't give up goals. Remember, the team that leads the league in shutouts in this league right now is Everton, right? Like mm-hmm. they have the most shutouts, and but you look at all of it. 
and and just palace starts to fucking scare you, man. It makes you nervous. It really, really does. starts to scare Especially you. Especially if they don't make a change soon. I mean, I honestly believe they need they need fresh blood. But even if they make the change, if those guys aren't healthy, they're not going to yeah, win I mean, games. Yeah. They're just not like they they aren't. That's a fair and, point. And, and muscle injuries like a hamstring fucking hang with you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, ask Michael Owen. Yeah. Don't ask him anything else. Just that. <laughs> he has some very controversial views on other things. <laughs> <laughs> to be completely fair. He's also fucking duller than Sheffield United. Um, <laughs> God bless it. He's a bore on Twitter. He's only ever seen five films, apparently. Michael mm-hmm. Owen. Just done like films. He's only seen five of them. I mean, it's better it's better than joey barton's views fair <laughs> the only time i can manage to look at a joey barton tweet is when he <laughs> talks about everton because he's a boyhood everton supporter any other time it's like oh shit he's talking about fucking black people and women again <laughs> <laughs> stop it joey just God stop it, it man to sound like graham <laughs> <laughs> every every time i say something that has even the slightest potential of a misconstruction, misconstruction? Yeah, I don't know. You go for it. I'm going to let you figure this one out on your own, stud. Just let go. Just commit to it. <laughs> Anything <laughs> that I say that could be slightly misconstrued as potentially racist, yeah. I look over and look for approval. And most <laughs> of the time, she's just going like this. <laughs> Where, which, like, the mustache joke from a few minutes ago, she was shaking her head, but Cole gave me the approval I needed because she was busting up laughing. And I really hope the camera caught her. <laughs> in, case anybody w- <laughs> in case anybody wants to try to come from my head. Because <laughs> if everybody remembers, I'm 37 and look like this. Yeah. So that's a compliment? Okay. For what I was saying. Thanks, guys. Uh-huh. Keep Y'all going. Are brilliant. Um, anyway, we've. Uh, the only. Next match. The, uh, no. The only one moment in this game that we didn't talk about, mm-hmm. other than the, the other two moments that mattered, was the shocking fucking tackle from Philip Billing. Yeah. That oh. is disgusting. Oh, yeah. That was. All of us have done a little flick at the ankle. To, you know, trip the guy up or, you know, professional foul, yellow card, fucking move on, whatever. No big deal. He's stamped on his Achilles. Yeah, that was, that H- was I want to rip his fucking Achilles and off. And Hudson Adoy has had Achilles, prob- Achilles problems mm-hmm. uh, as well. And that, that was just a fucking terrible tackle. Yeah. It was uh, absolutely ridiculous. Um, should get what? Go ahead. What What is it? What abuse am I being hurled at me now? Sure, Billy. Wait. He thinks he looks good for 37? No, I think I look like shit. That's I the thought, point. I thought he was my age, 48. Exactly. Yeah, That's sure, Billy, why what I said was a compliment. Which one of us is older, me or Graham? <laughs> you dye your hair. It's not fair. Bullshit. <laughs> okay. Your eyebrows are on camera too, Mel. (laughs) Moving on. um, Something I think I'm starting to notice about United is (laughs) the younger players are finally starting to gel and learn. And here you had the instance where it was Garnacho and uh, Hoyland Hoyland with the the three goals. Um, Hoyland, 21st birthday also, by the way, that day. Uh, I don't know if this is enough to... You know, save Ten Hag at the end of the season. I feel like Ten Hag is going to be there till the end, but I also, yes. Jose Mourinho button, please. Because <laughs> this could also happen. Didn't bring to the game not just the basics of football, I believe the basics and of I'm life. Here, I'm here to say, 
either one of them put it in my face. <laughs> no, I would say Chelsea more so than uh, than than United. But I think he's publicly said that he has unfinished business at United. Wow, because that was the job he ultimately wanted. Right. Always. Hey. Also, love the speculation. Sir Zavi. Alex was one of his was one of his of longest, bitter, most bitter rivals, and uh, go do it. At but the also club. mentor that he respected. Yeah, he Not respected mentor, him immense. Yeah. He, you know, obviously followed his career and, and learned from him. I also loved all the speculation because remember he started his career as a, 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 an assistant coach at Barcelona. Xavi mm-hmm. recently did the Klopp thing and said he's stepping down at the end of the season. The day after he was relieved as AS Roma manager, mm-hmm. Jose Mourinho was in Barcelona. <laughs> didn't say a word, didn't talk to the media, didn't do anything. He has a house there, yeah. I believe still. But all the papers went, mm, could he be ret- the prodigal son returning home? <laughs> Loved everything about it. He's just doing the rounds to fuck with people. It's oh, yeah. brilliant. Oh, yeah. He just wants everybody to look at him. I love he likes, everything he about He loves it. people talking about him. It is fantastic. Um,. It- there's really not a lot more to say other than are we surprised West Ham didn't score a goal? Like in, in a weekend where only two teams don't score, I say we yeah. not, we're not surprised that one of those two teams is West Ham. I would say yes because Manchester United have been leaky all season. Yeah. That's the only reason, and it's not like West Ham weren't without their chances. Yeah, and I can't believe I'm saying this. I think the only people that'll probably be more shocked than us in this room are the people listening. Onana was actually pretty fucking decent in this game. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he made a couple of very good fucking saves. I mean, West Ham, uh, Suchek's header. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Bowen had another chance. That just phenomenal reaction save. I guess that's what happens when you have a brief holiday back to your home country. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. He's Cameroonian, isn't he? He's Cameroonian, not yeah. Ivorian. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's Cameroonian. Um, yeah, so he had a brief jaunt back to his home continent. Yeah, uh, and rested because he only played one game out of the three he was there for. Right, precisely. <laughs> uh, Just got him refocused. With, with with United only, it's with United for me. Yeah. It's it's show me, it's show me. Like this is okay, great. You got this one. Like put together a consistent run. Mm-hmm. Beat Brighton. Oh beat no, Villa. United like, aren't back. Their next match is Villa. <laughs> Beat Villa at Villa. If you want me to think you've got a real legit shot at at fifth or fourth place, beat fucking Villa in their building you, this weekend. United are not back. Yeah. No. Don't get me wrong. <clears throat> get Ray wrong. Because <laughs> he's been saying that shit. No, that's what they, that's what they said back in October and November when they were beating the Sheffield 2-1. to one. Only They're s- like, we're back, baby! The worst part about the entire thing is the only sensible Manchester United fan there is is JB. Mm-hmm. The problem is he's irresponsible in every other opinion he has. Right. <laughs> so... <laughs> I don't know that that really makes up for it, to be honest. Yeah, true. Well, and 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 before you get too excited, Manchester United supporters, just remember, Luton has scored more fucking goals than you this season. <laughs> I, I think they may have. Oh, no, because the four. Yes. Uh-huh. It's yeah. still true. L- Luton has scored more goals than you this season. <laughs> fucking Mark Flecken. Stand up and be counted for fucking son. Because, yeah, you got this was one. A, this was Tim Howard versus Belgium. Yeah, <laughs> just see everything. This was amazing. Everything. What a goalkeeping performance. Still gave up three goals. Uh, the fuck. They score on just the most random fast break that uh, I, I love how the reason why Mope and Tony weren't offsides 
is because the ball came from a goal kick. Which like, I don't the think that's a rule. rule ever. I don't think that's a rule, <laughs> is it? It's so great, yeah. It's... I don't like, know. Maybe like, you just never like, had like that. The that the city defense had that big of a brain fart. You just go, okay, yeah, they are still human, <laughs> like a little. They can maze, but but he made in the first half. He made eight saves. Four of them were brilliant diving goal saving saves. Like yeah, like elite. Like Timmy was making a bunch of like kick saves in that Belgium game. Like he's like oh, he got hands to everything flicking like. like yeah. Full extended, flicking the ball over oh, the yeah. like you just Jesus. He was Christ. flicking that ball all over the place. <laughs> Dare I say he was flicking awesome? <laughs> wow, this is making more. That's a very old movie reference that you probably won't get. Definitely won't fucking get that. Was that even a, was that even a talkie? Johnny Dangerously. <laughs> this is fucking more. <laughs> it was their way of doing a PG movie with saying fuck the entire time, but they said fark the entire nice. movie. Well, it's like wasn't there an Eminem song that he did that? Feck. He did feck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Which is feck. like the Irish version of fuck. <laughs> and then Phil Foden. Oh, hey, hey, oh. Kevin DeBornia, Alan, I got this. I got this. Yeah. Let, let me let, let Daddy show you and how this. One gets of them done. was a diving header. Just Jesus. The kids, you know what? He's, the kids good. We, he's this, the heir apparent to Kevin DeBornia when he retired. This is the coming out party year for him. Like he's finally getting the playing time, and he has performed on a level like no other. He is going to be a massive massive piece to England oh, in the Euros time. this year. 100%. Like, everybody always wants to talk about Harry Kane being the point guy. I wouldn't be surprised if Foden scores more goals than Kane in in the Euros for yeah. England. I really would not be surprised at all. People I, are gonna I would focus, because I they're going to be, focus on Kane. Well, I would because Kane is on um, penalties as the only thing. <laughs> and they, him included, England have a lot of tricky wingers that would get a ton of pens. Yeah. So it would not surprise me if Kane still outscored everybody because he had three penalties in the group stage. You know yeah. what I mean? That's the only reason, though. Um, but Phil Foden can do it all. I mean, some of his passing was absolutely phenomenal. Some of his close quarter play was absolutely phenomenal. Um, the, it, the numbers lied in this game, mm-hmm. which is, is hard. The scoreline lied in this game. Because I thought Brentford were dangerous. They only had three shots on target, but at any moment, it, it, maybe it's just because of the manner of that goal um, <clears throat> that they did score. Yeah. But City looked dodgy on some of those long balls. Mm-hmm. Right? And I, somebody I was... I think it was it was um, one of the Robbies after the game. Um, not Musto, the other one. Why am I forgetting his name? His last name. Not Robbie Musto, the other one. Uh, Earl? Robbie Earl. Yeah, Robbie Thank Earl. you. Couldn't remember his name to save my life. He said if he was Sean Dyche, every single fucking goal kick, Jordan Pickford would just be launching straight down the middle. Hey, oh, it's definitely going to be it's Route 1 football next week. Fucking with him. Oh, yeah. this, this weekend is going to be nothing but Route 1 football out of Everton. Pitiful. Yeah. Put, put it now, put up to the big fella. I do think Ivan Tony could have been called for a foul on Nathan Ake. <clears throat> I don't disagree with that Personally. one. Personally. Yeah. I'm glad he wasn't. I, I understand the no call, but I think he was a bit aggressive in his mm-hmm. backing into him, almost to the point of he was holding him back. Right. Uh, so I think they got a bit fortunate there. 
But I mean, that's obviously a very soft underbelly of city and yeah. should be exploited. If it's not straight from the goalkeeper, it should be from a defender. Test them every six, seven times. Yeah, just, instead of trying to play out of the back, hoof one. See yeah, what just happens. Launch one. Yeah. Keep them honest. Now, for one game and one game only. You should hire Sam Allardyce back. <laughs> uh, Dice likes to play enough uh, Route 1 football as well. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Here, uh, a, a final thought. Mope obviously scores the goal and then goes into full-blown shithouse mode after that because that's what you expect him to do. Of course. Um, I guarantee you there's a bunch of Evertonians that are like, oh, now you're fucking scoring goals. Um, the reason why he's scoring goals is that's where he scored goals before because that's the system he plays mm-hmm. under. That's where he's successful because you have a point guy in, you know, he was t- in- Tony that brings all the attention. So s- settle down. He's doing what he used to do before he got sold to Brighton and then didn't do it. And then well, got sold to he Everton scored, and he didn't scored do a, it. a fair amount of Brighton, not as prolific as, as he did at Brentford. Right. But at Everton, he joined a shit situation. It was under a they, manager, I believe he was brought on Frank Lampard. Lampard. Yeah, it, well, they signed him. They essentially signed him because we did not have a starting striker at the start of the season. We desperately right. needed someone. But arguably, he was playing under a manager that shouldn't have been a manager in the first place. Uh, not, not wrong. And the place was already toxic, and yeah. that you can imagine is a frustrating situation to enter and hard to settle in. I wouldn't necessarily hold that against him. Mm-hmm. Hey, all I know is Brentford, just give us 15 million for him. We can call it uh, even. <laughs> sure money. <sighs> Not so sure these days. I always <laughs> love that sigh at the beginning of sure money bit. It is not so sure these days. It's starting to get a little bit annoying, and I need to stop the bleed. Uh, but I'm now down 947 smackaroos. I will get into my stuff momentarily because, Sam, you need to talk about yours. All right. Um, I missed and I don't care. Um, I am down $639. Big Sam's Lock of the Week. Initially, it says Nicole, but instead I'm going to defer to John. John, did you know that 16.67% of the time, it works 100% of the time, I did know that, yeah. That's sound math, isn't it? Sixteen point six 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 six. And half of that time, it works most of the time. Yeah, see, he's, <laughs> my man gets it. International man of mystery knows. He knows what's up. Very simple. Um, I bet on Jota to score, so um, he didn't score, and Liverpool lost. So, nah, I'm good, B. That's all I got for uh, the couple losers. Nice. That's where the bets are just like, yeah, I'm all right losing that one. It doesn't hurt at all. That's fine. I lost a couple real money bets on Arsenal this weekend, and one of my store uh, owners is a, a big sports gambler. He's like, oh, man, but how'd you do this weekend? I was like, I fucking I blew 15 bucks on Arsenal. Don't care. That's a happy donation. <laughs> I'm like, Thank you very much. <laughs> throw that I had us away. winning, but I had, like, you know, people that hurt us, like Jota having a shot on target. Right. We played so well, he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I'll fucking take that. Take one. my $15 every weekend. <laughs> Because that means we win the title at the end of the year. You know what I mean? Last, last year's bit where you kept just betting on uh, on City to win because yeah. you were like, if I miss this bet, it means they lost. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. All right, so uh, I do have an email. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick It Away. Real week. quick, if you looked on the closed group, I did post Pat's bet. He did send it to us. He I just saw. wasn't able to join us. So yeah. And tell so us I how that he, went. He, he lost the first one. He lost the second one. He did too. lose the second one as well. Not enough corners. Uh, mm-hmm. 
I lost this weekend because of Villa. Yeah. On corners, on real money. Oh. Two corners, I would have hit two bets from actually, because uh-huh. I had a total at over eight and a half, uh, and the the game finished with seven. Y'all had five. Right. I had over five and a half and over six and a half for Villa and two other bets. So if Villa had two more corners, I would have hit all three. Ah, uh, there you go. Fucking annoying. That's why you suck at gambling. Yep, pretty much. All right, so... Not good gambling. Thank you, Adam. So, uh, Pat brings to the table, uh, and I quote, I made some good bets last weekend that didn't pay off. (laughs) 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 Missing by one leg in both my parlays. Weren't they only two-leg parlays anyway? They were both two-leg parlays. So you missed half of your shit. So 50% of the time, he was right 100% of the time. That's sound math. I I endorse that. So I'm down $2,150. Oh, my God. I I made some good bets last week. He said, "Uh, for this weekend, I hope I could just pick, uh, uh, pick some heavy favorites, parlay them, and win. Sounds easy, right? Okay. So let's go with City over Everton, Liverpool over Burnley, Spurs over Brighton, that ain't gonna happen, and Arsenal over West Ham. I'm going to try and get. It is. I'm going to try and get because we're at their place. They like to try and play sometimes at their place. We did this last season. We lost at the Emirates or drew at the Emirates and won at their place. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, uh, he go back to him. He says City over Everton, Liverpool over Burnley, Spurs over Brighton, and Arsenal over West Ham. I'm going to try and get back into this show competition and go 200 on this game to win $580. You guys have a happy Super Bowl Sunday. I'll be rooting for whoever I put my money on. Uh, to be decided, talk next week. Ooh, that's a bingo. <laughs> The fuck was that? <laughs> That's from Inglorious Bastards. I haven't watched Holtz. that movie in years either. All right, go ahead. Nice. Uh, what, what's your couple losers say? All right, so my couple losers says, first it was seagulls, now it's a cock. Have I ever told you I fucking hate birds? <laughs> Which I do actually fucking hate birds ever since I got in a fight with a one-legged crow. Um, do you know that story? <laughs> no, no, we don't have time for it. We're, we're an hour 40 in. <laughs> The crow had seen some shit. We're going to get through this. <laughs> Two more shows to do. <laughs> All right. So I decided the uh, way to stop my bleed was an eight-game uh, or eight-leg parlay, rather. So I've got City to beat Everton. Uh, Nine-way parlay. Only eight. Thank you. <laughs> City to beat Everton with over two and a half goals in the game. Liverpool over Burnley and over two and a half goals in that game. I've got a double chance Tottenham or Brighton. There will be a winner. And over one and a half goals in that Not game. Not good gambling. Then I've got Luton over Sheffield United and Newcastle over Forest. And that will pay me a uh, on a $100 bet, $1,028 American dollars. Get it the fuck together, Sam. Counting for inflation under this uh, cockamamie administration, <laughs> that should pay me 1500 Hey, Houston. <laughs> yeah. How can we, we never press the other Adam button? You dick should listen more to Mel. That so. one. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, I didn't bother to tell you. I'm taking two road favorites this week. Give me Arsenal and Newcastle to beat West Ham and Forest at plus 196. Plus 196. <laughs> yeah. I forgot to completely save my bet. I talked about 50 cents on it. <laughs> and I never said my actual bet. So, yeah, that's it. Nice and simple. Try to just chip away at the deficit a little instead of trying to go for the home run. And... Instead of a swing for the fences, my friend. Nine-way parlay. Swing for the fences, my Heard. friend. Very good. You know what? Uh, you know what we have, John. What do we have, Big Sam? 
we have a chicken. Well, Kitty broke her losing streak with the Seagulls win and sits at 13-9. So this week, I gave Kitty Chelsea going to Crystal Palace. Mm. Now, we weren't a... We weren't aware of it until we got there, but uh, Kitty was at the Annapolis Blues owner party today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wouldn't you know it? He was working with a friend of our show, Hiram. She, 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 Kitty identifies as a woman. Wouldn't you know it? Kitty was working with a friend of the show, Hiram. Yeah, well, you said he for Kitty. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. Go back no, and I'll sound me. check. You won't. So, you yeah, you just said damn he. Thing. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> now, wouldn't Actually, you know it? Reader. She's going to edit it out, Sam. Nah. You know this. <laughs> We're going to be too late. Nah. <laughs> we'll be so few edits tonight. Now, she was helping Hi- Fuck you. <laughs> she was helping Hiram on how to cold read her bedding segment better. <laughs> Besides being an integral part of the blues... Oh, he's no longer an integral part of the Blues front office. Mm-hmm. Young Hot Freshness now always supports Chelsea. So clearly, Kitty sees a Chelsea win over the Eagles. And uh, Hiram said I could mention it. Go for it. Go ahead. Hiram, is, this is his last week with the Annapolis Blues. He done fucked up and got himself fired. No, no, not at all. Not 100%. Not, the tr- not at all what happened. Uh, he is now going to work in the... Marketing department for DC, DC United. United. Oh, hey, well done. Yeah. Yeah. Got, got himself. But he's still going to do the podcast, so that's fine. <laughs> um, on he's now going to sit in the parking lot and drink with us because he ain't got to fucking work well, for you know what he is the Annapolis too, Blues games. Because of where he is. Uh-huh. Get an old DU sponsorship on one of the advertising hoardings. There we go. <laughs> or an interview with a player or four. We've already got the player lined up with Jacob Merle. Yeah, I, I looked at I looked at uh, Hiram. I go, so what you're telling me is I'm meeting Dean Smith this summer. Yeah, I'm talking about a seasoned veteran. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about Dean Smith coming in here. Also, Messi is coming to town. What? Yeah. Messi is coming to town. At some point, Hiram to hook it up. Uh, who? Yeah. Messi. <laughs> the greatest football that's ever lived. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, yeah, he wears pink and men shouldn't do that. Uh, <laughs> so, Shore Billy was wondering if anyone had to do Malort tonight. No, it was a no Malort Monday. Yeah, normally it is, but we do have a special guest in studio. Oh, oh have you ever had Malort? I have once in Chicago. They welcomed me. Have you, you remember, had pumpkin you spice it? malort? I have not had pumpkin spice. I've never had barrel age barrel age? Which, pick your poison, my friend. Or you uh, know what? Do pro- one now and then one during injury time. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole's driving. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, give, give me the uh, pumpkin spice now. I'll do Ooh, the barrel age. Let me get a get little the, cup. I know the cups are over there somewhere. Get the shit one out of the way. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> What a great idea you, you had, Shorebelly. Like Thank you so much. Oh, uh, good no. sediment too. Yeah, <laughs> just tickles the old, uh, tickles the old throat. Yeah, that's the sad part when you now have to shake the malort. On uh, normally, tic- malort makes you shake it. Yeah. TikTok, most of you guys will know, uh, unemployed wine guy um, that does bits. Uh, everybody makes him do malort stuff. There was one that they had him do recently, which was malort and uh, condensed milk. Oh, God, <laughs> fuck off. Oh, no. Yeah, fuck off. I didn't cancel my channel. Sure, Billy sent me a recipe for uh, a Malort pie. Nope. That reminds me of that. 
I'm out. There we go. Um, and uh, <laughs> John, do know that you can um, see his face. As, 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 you awesome. can, as you can tell, it's like a really like janky kind of you know handmade label. Um, I spent 150 <laughs> American dollars on this fucking bottle because but, I had to have it. And it was also, ourselves. It was also the last bottle they had left at the distillery that I had my friend yeah, John, buy. John, in case you're wondering where your Patreon money goes, <laughs> shit the, like that. The, right the, here. This is this case of scarcity does not equal quality. No, yeah, exactly. Enjoy. <laughs> That's a, I love the call. It's like, <laughs> oh, mm. It tastes like pumpkin spice vomit. <laughs> the beer can help. It doesn't make anything I go imagine, away. I imagine one that's day. how every uh, every nineteen to twenty six year old white woman with an infinity scarf has tasted throw up for the last I don't know fifteen oh. years since pumpkin spice was a thing. From like late August to early December. When they go out and get too, uh, too, too hopped up on... Uh, but they had six lattes that morning. On yeah. Kim Crawford yeah. Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> yep, that's yeah. what they're tasting. Yep, that, 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 that sounds about right. That feels like a burp after the night of drinking. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, big time. All right, well, that is going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Mr. Graham, any parting words? I do have a couple of things. Um, one, I didn't get a chance to ask you during, and I want to know, um, how do you feel about Ross Barkley finding his crayons again and being happy? Because um, I mean, his resurgence is looting over these last couple of weeks has been brilliant. Obviously, he's Everton through and through. Yeah. So, yeah. how do you feel about that? Um, is that I, good to see? Happy? Uh, you happy for him? Uh, what would truly make me happy is to see both him and Darwin Nunez in the middle of the uh, <laughs> in the middle of the schoolyard with with uh, their crayons or street chalk drawing. That would make me happy. <laughs> and then taking just a little nibble. And just a little nibble. Just looking around. Well, well, especially the street chalk. It they looks look. like it looks oh, like yeah. a giant thing of Laffy Taffy. Of course you want a little bite of that, you know? It's going to taste great, you know? Yeah, they, they, uh, I know they, we're going out on later, Mel. <laughs> Shake that Laffy Taffy. <laughs> Very popular song from the late 90s and early 2000s. Alrighty. Shake that Laffy Tabby. All right, Mr. Graham. I'm in for that. Uh, so the other thing I wanted to bring to the table real quick is um, I'm sure everybody is familiar with the North London Forever song that Arsenal sings mm -hmm. uh, prior to uh, their games and then in key moments of the match, of course. Uh, the chorus you'll be familiar with says, North London Forever, whatever the weather, these streets are our own, and my heart will leave you never. My blood will forever run through the stone, right? Mm -hmm. Brilliant sentiment. Gorgeous. Absolutely. I wanted to read to you uh, part of the first verse because this song, I don't know if anybody's ever read The Angel, which mm -hmm. is the official name of the song uh, by Lewis Dunford, um, but it's essentially about gentrification, uh -huh. right? And how you'll never take away from us what was ours, even though you're changing everything around us. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it says, as I walk these streets alone through this borough, I call home upon the barren fields of Highbury neath the stadiums of stone through the turnstiles at the angel, see the homeless on the green <laughs> comforting uh, <laughs> from the Cali to the cross and every shithole in between uh, past the church, the mosque, a crack den 
and the offie on the corner, an off-license, a <laughs> liquor store. Uh, see the brasses from the brothel that pretends to be a sauna. Watch the bedlam and the bookies. Uh, see the winners and the losers. Seeking solace from the sorrow at the local battle cruisers. Which I don't know what that means necessarily, but I can only imagine it's rhyming slang and it'd be a boozer. Right. Um, right. Uh, but a, a crack den makes an appearance. There's a few huh. things that are quite bleak yeah. in here. Yeah. And then... Um, Basically, uh, through the rest of it, through the madness in the market, weathered faces turn to greet you. Hello, Governor. How's your mother? You all right, son? Be lucky, geezer. Double pie and mash and liquor. Uh, cup of Rosie Lee up chap. Uh, or watch retired gangsters bicker every day in Arthur's Cafe. It's just um, uh, the final line is from the Thornhill to the Hemi. All the faces are the same because the manner might be changing, but the people still remain. It's just, even though you're changing everything around us, you're buying everything up. It, it's kind of bleak. Don't get mm -hmm. me wrong. But it's just because you're fucking changing everything around us, you're not going to take the soul of the city uh, away from us. And I thought it was pretty cool uh, to talk about and to see. Um, the other thing I have to mention uh, before I get into my one D-back is um, a just a phenomenal story I told you about earlier today mm -hmm. uh, during our pre-show meeting in the car. Um African Cup of Nations has been going on. We obviously don't cover a ton of, of uh, international tournaments and stuff, but we like to check in from time to time. I would like, I would like everybody to note the vein that I am prepping for this story <laughs> right now. I am renting. This is put that shit right. Oh, yes. <laughs> Just wrap it around. So. Nice and tight. <laughs> we do not condone drug use here on the D football show, but. Uh, this is, is something that you can all get behind um, because it is a phenomenal story. So the Ivory Coast um, is the host nation for AFCON this year. Uh, they are uh, barely squeaked through the group stages. Because of that, fired their manager mid-turn. <laughs> they asked the French, I think it's the French women's national team, mm -hmm. if they could borrow Harvey Renard. Mm -hmm. They said no. So they didn't get the sexiest man, properly the sexiest man in football, oh, yeah. to uh, manage their country. Um, but they did find some sort of interim guy that may or may not be doing actually anything. Right. Uh, they go behind in the game 1-0. It is the first... I'm sorry, and that actually wasn't even until the, the 71st minute. The goal, the goal. First, who that goal? Start, no, start at the beginning. Uh -huh. They had to save a penalty in the first half he of this game. This is the quarterfinal against Mali, by the way. So they, they don't have a manager properly. They find themselves in the quarterfinal somehow, and they're the host nation, right. <laughs> which is brilliant. Just that's brilliant. Yeah. They have to save a penalty in the first half. They do. Then they get a man sent off right at the end of the first yeah, half, Ivory 43rd Coast. minute. Yeah. Yep, Ivory Coast does. Then they go behind to Mali. Right in the seventy-first minute, uh, to a, a player with the last name of uh, Dorgales, which I'm not familiar with this player. Mm -hmm. However, the first ever that I've been witness to apology celebration on the international stage, because his parents are Ivorian, <laughs> they moved oh. to Mali, <laughs> and he was born a Malayan citizen. I guess you would you would say yeah. Malayan probably. Uh, citizen and chose to represent Mali and not the country of his parents' birth. So he does the, I'm really sorry about this. <laughs> My parents are Ivorian. Apology celebration, which is fucking brilliant, right? <laughs> you First see it all the time ever. in clubs. Never on we an saw international twice level. With <laughs> we saw it twice with Richarlison. We saw it twice with Richarlison. First ever 
that I've seen on the international stage, which is great. And I'm pretty sure one of the Boateng brothers scored either for Ghana or for Germany against the other at some point. Oh, yeah, definitely. And neither one of them gave a shit. No, not one shit. <laughs> um, then, in the 90th minute, Ivory Coast, who's down to 10 men, remember, with no real manager, right? score an equalizer. <laughs> <coughs> Force extra time. They go to extra time. All this shit's happening, right? It's 2-1. They're under the cosh, obviously. They've had to defend a, a couple of free kicks. They've had to defend a few Malayan attacks. And then uh, Diakite uh, Di uh, for Ivory Coast scores in the 120th plus three minute. So <laughs> stoppage time of extra time. The death of the death. Like literally that kind of left death. And get sent off. <laughs> because of the over-celebration, more time was added on. They had to defend another attack and another free kick. With and nine men. And they did, with nine men. And a coachless team. And it, essentially a coachless team, yeah. <laughs> and they're in the semifinals of the African Cup of Nations that they are hosting. Normally we bring up Africa. There's a ton of corruption in African football. It's a whole onion problem with... You know, economies and this and everything. Blah, 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 a lot blah, blah, of blah. dictators run countries. Of and course. If they decide you're going to. My son's going to play in the team this, no matter what. It doesn't matter. Yeah. He's going to score a goal and you're going to make sure it's, he scores a goal. Yep. 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 It, I, norm, I, normally, I want my family to live. <laughs> we all watch Ted Lasso. We know how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> normally, you know, oh, it's police machine versus whoever. And we laugh because of their names, which is, it is quite funny. To be honest, police machine should not be the name of a football club. <laughs> it's the greatest name. Wait, you it's know. exactly why it should be the name of a fucking football club. <laughs> yeah. um, the only thing better was like when, what was it in Egypt, where modern future played pyramids or whatever yes. it was? My bone has a little machine. Yes, exactly. A police machine. Yes. I mean, so, honestly, somebody, I, I think they were Nigerian clubs, I think. Somebody in that, in, some clubs should just change their name to criminals, specifically to play police machine <laughs> because of modern future and pyramids. We need that again. It's just funny. But you oftentimes get, you know, clubs being paid off. You get this, you know, 92 to one score lines because of corruption and everything else. Um, and there's a lot of obviously <laughs> negative publicity, but there is a bunch of corruption and unprofessionalism in African football because of this. Also, the players have been purged because of, European colonialism uh, through the, the 40s and 50s, which is absolutely true. Mm -hmm. And a lot of sad things have happened to African football over that time. But there is, given everything that has happened and what we know and, and observe from African football in general, there is no more African football story than this right here. And it put it straight in my face. <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking here for it. I mean, it is awesome. Again, I love everything about it. That one doesn't go between the toes. I'm not ashamed of it. I want you to see I the track I want you to see mark. the track marks. I want yeah. you to see that track mark. This is it's, awesome, and I'm fucking yeah, here for it. It's, yeah, it's, it's absolutely it's brilliant. fucking brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. And so if you just, for a second, try to remove all of the cultural negativity and bad things um, surrounding, you know, the last... I don't know, 70 years and Europe and Africa in general and the, the football relationship that you have with, with both of those continents. I just, I need more of this. Yeah. And I need it now. And then your final story, Mr. Graham, because you have uh, D-back. Now, this is it. This is the last one. The old, <laughs> old D-back here is uh, Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville. 
Just let people be happy, man. Just leave us alone. Yeah. If Martin Erdegaard wants to take a picture of the club legend slash photographer, uh, old Stewie, let him do it. Who cares? Yeah. What, are you, what are you bothered by? What are you worried about? Just let people be happy. Um, their, their boy ran onto the field mm-hmm. and hugged his keeper in the middle of the field during a game that was going and on. And that was just passion. Yeah, that was yeah the release of the, such an emotional that man goes game. down to the cop at the end of every single win and does the big pump thing. Yeah, like, but that's after the game. I'm not yeah, even talking about. But, that. Yeah, but th- if you're going to oh, compare yeah, with Odegaard, well, yeah. that's after the game. It's like if that's passion and that's okay. You know what? That's a massive fucking win. And honestly, since the days of Wenger, for me, I can't think of a bigger win for you guys. That was fucking huge it does not like i called you immediately after the game and said hey look i got some points i want to get across but other than that you talk about it that game was fucking massive man like please go like that game's all for you you're the fan you're the yeah but you'd be surprised to learn that i don't like the glove very much (laughs) (laughs) yeah i like how john just laughed a lot John flew 3,000 miles to laugh at that. To see it in person, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely right. Laugh at that. To see the humbleness in person. <laughs> Pro-Arsenal agenda, baby. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So, um, other than that, is that all you got, Graham? You had a, like a laundry no, list. that's of it. Shit. That's okay. it. There was those three things I had to talk about. All right, we are finishing so we can be done before two hours. Yes. On okay. the first show. Uh, well, um, uh, International Man of Mystery. Uh, was it all the disappointment you expected it to be? And more. Yeah, a boy! <laughs> and more. Well, well, hey, we got two more fucking shows to do. Hang out. It's going to just get worse. Yeah. We get drunker. <laughs> um, all right, everybody. Uh, next up is the EFL show. Of course, we're going to continue streaming. We are going to take a quick break just because we need to reset. and. I'll take a grab, fucking piss. Got to grab some stuff as well and do all of that. And then after that will be injury time where we uh, talk about the beers we've been drinking, and there's plenty of those. We're also going to uh, go ahead and talk about our adopted clubs, fantasy uh, football as well, which I know there's been some definite shuffles around, and I have not looked at Taylor's team name specifically because I heard Brody say it was a magnificent team name. I haven't looked at it either. We got another shakeup in the doo-doo league. On doo-doo. John's not going to like this one. Uh Uh Uh-oh. And then, um, and then of course we preview the weekend's action as well. And if somebody wanted to find injury time, Mr. Graham, how do they go about doing it? I'll put my leg out there for the taxi one more time. It's patreon.com forward slash DU football show. You just sign up to that one beautiful $5 tier and maybe a lovely Indian man will pick you up on the side of the road uh, and take you back to JFK so you can fly home like john uh, uh, very easy to do um actually you get all of our extra content which at some point soon there will be a video featuring me in a paw patrol mask yeah because it ain't happening tonight <laughs> no it's coming eventually can no do that. groundhog day we'll have to change it up to you in a paw patrol mask <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's gonna be fun guys i uh, think, just make sure you do that i think it's you in a paw patrol mask with some kind of a magnolia theme i think that's exactly the route we all need right. to go fair <laughs> Alrighty. Not sure what that means. I know. I was thinking eyes wide shut. Oh, yep, that too. Okay. Also, haven't seen that movie for thirty-five years. <laughs> Till next week, everybody. Guten Nacht, Mr. Jorgen. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Put you in the eye. 
Fucking new button!